Around Comics, Episode 41. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, a weekly roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, Brian Salazar. Hello again. Our Around Comics regular, Mr. Tom Caters, is actually not here this week. He is vacationing up in Door County with his lovely girlfriend, so we hope that Tom is having a great week. Good luck Tom. <laughs> <laughs> hope you find that uh, hutch of your dreams. <laughs> but we found some more than able-bodied fill-ins for Mr. Caters. Um, I'm going to start to my left here. Uh, the host of one of our favorite podcasts, Word Balloon, is our good friend, Mr. John Suntress. Hey, boys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Anytime, John. And uh, next, the host of one of our other favorite podcasts, The Crankcast. Uh, what happens whenever you take uh, comic books and Seinfeld and mix them together? You get the crank cast, really? and here's the host, Actually, you get crank. Something better than the crank. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Crank, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Um, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Just well, like you're coming, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, though. Yeah. Electric, it's the electric, I tell you. <laughs> and uh, finally, we have the other half of the crank cast, uh, one of the true up-and-coming talents in the world of comics, uh, currently working. <laughs> <laughs> Currently working on Runaways, among other titles, Mr. Mike Norton. Hello. Yay. <laughs> All right. Our topic this week uh, was inspired by a forum post. Uh, we love the uh, the great <clears throat> posts on the forum, and they do turn into show topics. So the question of responsibility for Marvel and DC to expand the comics medium by producing comics outside of the superhero genre was raised. Uh, I thought it was a perfect topic for the show, and we'll uh, get into our main topic in just a minute. But first, I would like to remind everyone that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by YouBuyNow.com. Uh, Sal, can you tell the fine folks about YouBuyNow.com? YouBuyNow.com, your spot on the web for toys, action figures, collectibles, and prop replicas. Check out their excellent selection of DC Direct, Marvel Legends, Master Replicas, Star Wars figures, and more. That's YouBuyNow.com. And now the good folks at YouBuyNow.com are offering a 10% discount to all Around Comics listeners. Just use the coupon code AROUNDCOMICS when placing your order and receive an additional 10% off. YouBuyNow.com, check them out today. All right, definitely check out You Buy Now for all those uh, goodies out there. i, I got to get my order in for my masked Captain America, so uh, those icon figures, which I can't find. So, um, you are such a geek. I am a geek. <laughs> God, why do I hang out with you? Oh, don't answer that. <laughs> I would like to remind everyone that Around Comics is recorded every Friday from 7 to 9 at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by and say hello. We would love to meet you. Uh, we have our July-August contest. I believe we have, what, a week left on this guy? Yes, All right. and it's heating up. There, it, the entries are flooding in. I think we have four no, no, we have like just what eight? No, more than that. Actually, I got a couple today. Uh, me, right, right. Uh, the contest is right. Tom's comic, 
We took a uh, page from Green Lantern number six, removed all the letters from the word balloons, and you have to fill them in to write Tom's comic. Tom will pick a winner, and you win a trade, twenty four ninety five or less, plus ten hand-selected quarter books by Tom Caters himself. Uh, that's uh, wow, that's a lot of responsibility for Tom. It, yeah, Tom's got you know. We're trying to push Tom a Tom's little bit. Tom's doing wow. more than just showing up these days. Man, um, you can go to our website aroundcomics.com under the uh, show so. menu. There's a contest page, and it'll give you all the details there. All right. Why don't we have contests, Craig? I don't, I don't, I don't have them either. About that. Don't even worry In about. Fact, you know, I, I was just thinking that. Uh, sorry about that. I was just thinking that actually doing this from a comic shop is probably a lot more conducive to actually talking about comics, Mike. <laughs> it's easier to like think of what to talk about when it's right in front of you. I'm staring. Yeah, the, I'm staring the 57 wall. long boxes in your studio doesn't feel like a comic shop at all. <laughs> I'm not staring you in the face, though. This well, I know I did. Series. We did get the press release last week that the Crankcast is officially a comic book podcast. For anyone that didn't know, that was released last week. So that that makes ninety four comic book podcasts. Does Jenny saying it in an intro actually qualify as a press release? Though <laughs> for me, it does. It's, you know, we're around comics. We'll take pretty it much was anything. emailed to millions. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, I figure we have a loophole. I mean, we're not, maybe not actually a comics podcast we as much as yeah. we work in comics. We don't like to uh, commit to one thing or the other. <laughs> that <laughs> means we'll actually have to produce. <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> but the you, 80s conversation of uh, television and DVDs and stuff as much as I do the comic him. talk, man. I, I know. That's uh, because I don't leave the house and I get to watch a lot of this That's stuff. good, though. <laughs> you, you can either find out about what's going on in the comics industry or what's on Crank's Netflix queue. Favors, mostly. Yeah, mostly favors in mind. He doesn't have... He just li- He just watches me TV all the time. I like that too. <laughs> man. Party Miller on Sundays, man. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> Don't start. This uh, this will end up being an, another three hours. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to end up sending you the audio file, and this is uh, Crankcast number 51. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crankcast on the road. <laughs> turn Simulcast. No, um, our hotline, uh, go to the. 1 Gcast. Call it. Leave us a message. Yep. Well, they got a hotline too, Crank. <laughs> Man, what a loser you are. Why can't you do this for us? I feel the same way. Have you gone to their website? Jesus, man, I'm serious. It's like I got this like 10-cent whistle show and everything. (laughs) Bells and whistles and, yeah, the phone line and here's our contest. We have space-age whistles. I'm well aware, man. You put us Uh, to shame. Vote for us at Podcast Alley if you have a chance. And uh, my favorite iTunes reviews, go to the iTunes Music Store, (laughs) look up Around Comics, and leave us a review. I really appreciate it. Um, You guys have been great. Actually, three more. We're at 37. I want 40. 40 is the magic number. 40 is the magic number. You'll be happy. You'll leave it alone. 40 reviews? 40 reviews. Okay. And and I may shut up about it at that point. That's cool. (laughs) I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> I, le- I left a review for the crankcast. This this is the crankcast for you. This is very educational for Chris. What's He's a computer? Notes, you haven't read my review for crankcast. Uh, I don't iTunes? actually have an iTunes. He doesn't install. use iTunes. He so makes me look at it. You have iTunes. a podcast. <laughs> But I don't like iTunes. Ah, <laughs> see, it's well, the man. You know, I understand. That may be why we weren't listed for like six months. Steve <laughs> Jobs heard of. But ironically, ironically, like when we first started our show, I, I went to the Crankcast website and I'm like, wow, there's some cool stuff on here these guys are doing. It was like I learned, you know, how to how to actually link to get people to subscribe to iTunes from your website. Yeah. So well, I, that's because I told him we had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if it were up to him, he would have had like a little screw you iTunes little bug on. <laughs> Just be him and McKeever and Seeley listening to the yeah, crankcast. Hey. Yeah, well, that's what we thought it was, actually. Well, I, it's not that I don't like the store. I just don't like the software. It, like, oh, I understand. It takes over your computer. You that's know, true. All of a sudden, you're growing apples. and 
Yeah. Tim uh, Foyle uh, hat man. <laughs> nice. Uh, I do have a couple uh, a couple quick shout-outs, and I swear <clears throat> to God we'll get to the main topic. Um, Matt Kramer, uh, Darth Kramer on the forum, is doing an AIDS walk in Wisconsin. We made a, a, a sticky thread on the forum. Please, if you have a chance, go to the forum at aroundcomics.com. It links to Matt's AIDS walk. If you can donate to that... I would appreciate it. Matt would appreciate it. It's a great cause, and we really appreciate Matt being a great person and doing that. So if you have a chance and a couple uh, free dollars, please do that. Uh, Eric Maruschek, we're, we're, we're so sorry that we <laughs> called you. It was my fault. Completely it was my fault. We, we, I, uh, we called you Chris Maruschek about eight times before we intro the interview from Wizard World. So Eric, And then we called him Chris again after we <laughs> played the interview with him, and, yeah, that was not good. Wow. So Eric Maruschek, amazing. Amazing chalk artist and graphic designer. Uh, check out his stuff at pepperink.com. And thanks for listening, Eric. Uh, Steve Bryant, thanks for the shout out for uh, us in Athena Voltaire, uh, the con exclusive number one. I think Word Balloon got a nice yeah, shout out. Yeah, wasn't that nice? Yes. He's a good guy. It's Steve's a great book. Yeah, yeah, I love nice that book. Guy. Yeah. Tony Fleece, I want to give a shout out to him. Uh-huh. About he gave us a little nod in his book, In, um, my, lifetime. in my Lifetime. Great my book. book. Did you really? read that Absolutely, this week? I did, yes. Sir. Really good. He stuff. was a word balloon guest. And as long as we're giving shout outs, I want to give uh, my homies in 630 yeah. area code a look. <laughs> Big ups to Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, dog. <laughs> One for my homies, um, and, and another quick little announcement: our, our shadow today, who who begged to not be introduced, but will probably chime in. Dave Wachter from Scar Tissue and, and Peter Fables is, is he's floating around the comic shop, and so so number four is I'm not here. Yes, yes, number Scar four, is Scar Tissue. Four. Awesome. Beautiful Frazetta inspired cover. You can't miss it. Oh, hey, I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see the signature then. It wow, says it's on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but you know. If you can tell. Right? <laughs> well, that's cool. He just gave me a badass shadow sketch, uh, Wachter. Pound for pound. Cool. The best Thank sketches. You, Thank yep. you very much. Dollar for dollar. And Norton, by the way, for my nephews, an excellent Dr. Doom. I believe <laughs> slightly inspired by his fine Marvel Adventures cover. Yeah, uh, I'd say ripped off, but uh, well, it's you, <laughs> so you can rip yourself it's off. It's an homage. Yeah, no, it's all right, and a great Spider-Man as well. Can you homage yourself? It's an homage to myself. It's like that's called recycling. That's all right. <laughs> hey, man, the kids are gonna love it. Thank you, Mike. Cool. All right, guys, I think that does it for all of our front-end announcements. Let's uh, get <sighs> to this main topic. We're gonna get serious now. Oh shit! Can you feel it? <clears throat> I doubt it. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> Do you need another beer? No, I'm all right. Okay. Point. Anyway, beer break? Anyway. Hey. <laughs> That's the wrong point. Another Badger reference there. there. He <laughs> needs to drink. That's the wrong point. Whenever I go to Wisconsin, I bring a bunch of beer. <laughs> all right, guys. I think this can be an interesting, fun, or actually a, uh, it, this topic can be a lot of what we It's going to be really it. short because I already have answered it. It's done. Okay. <laughs> Do Marvel or DC, do they have a responsibility as the big two to expand the comics medium by stepping outside of the superhero genre? No. All right, that's the show. (laughs) All right, wrap it. That's it. Short answer, I I would agree. I'd say no. Um, In fact, I I think it's a little sort of... How do you want to put it? A little presumptuous for someone to... Demand that? To say that they have a responsibility to... Do anything other than they're a business. Right. They're a business. They're they're not they they're not a charity organization. <coughs> they don't have a responsibility to do it as much as 
And that you know that's like comic fans get so caught up in everything about comics, whether it's the characters or the storylines or whatever. And and yes, these characters have been with us for a very long time, so they're we're emotionally attached to them in some way. But at some point, you have to realize that these are not national monuments that are protected under some sort of constitutional amendment, so that Captain America can't you know kill someone or. Spider-Man can't be unmasked, or there's no responsibility that these that Marvel or DC ha- has inherently just because they own the rights to these characters or created them. Right. I mean, and sometimes they the big two do take chances. I mean, it's yes, not it like all they ever put out is a Superman book or a Spider-Man book or anything like that. You got, I mean, you got Vertigo putting out pretty much an oddball assortment of stuff. Uh, Marvel aborts everything that they try, but I mean... They, At least they try it. Yeah, I mean, they try to do things like a Max line, they try to do things like a Epic line, and some of the, like, in the 80s and that, the Epic stuff was great. There was some great stuff. Absolutely. And now you have the Absolutely. Icon line, you know, and mm-hmm. you're seeing... A, a and actually, there's going to be things. more Max right. product, because Axel Alonso said, I know the zombie book is going to be a Max book, mm-hmm. and obviously the Icon is going to get a little bigger now with Criminal. So I think, you know what I love is uh, the fans that split hairs and say, well, that's not a DC book or a Marvel book, that's an icon book, or that's a Vertigo book. It, it all winds up in the same pants pocket, guys, at the mm-hmm. end of the day. It's still one of the big two there. Yeah. Right, exactly. And that's, that's what I think, too. And also, every innovation in comics has always started, I think, from uh, smaller companies. And I'm even going back to the Golden Age, because Simon and Kirby invented uh, the romance comic and they did it for it was it was either Crossfield or Chesterfield I forget the name of the company obviously a company that no longer exists 3D comics started with St. John's and then everybody jumped on the 3D comic bandwagon so I think the smaller publishers are necessary to innovate because it's it's like demanding that uh, you know Coke and Pepsi brand everything you know as Coke and that's all that they should do is you know I, I just don't buy that well, I think Co- Coke and Pepsi do water now that's true. You know, well, they they have, but only because yeah. it's they're profitable, not, right? right. They're not the water to broaden the consciousness of coke drinkers. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because it got popular and people. Yeah, sure. Well, that's people, they knew people spend the money. smaller companies can afford to innovate because they they have to. Yes. That's their edge over the big companies. They they can turn on a dime financially. I mean, they they don't have to worry about long lead times and stuff because they don't have the overhead and all that stuff. I know at Devils do. I mean, that was one of the things I, I loved about being there. At least, I mean, we're they're bigger now. And not we can't necessarily, well, I keep saying we. <laughs> Got to get out of that frame of mind. Um, <laughs> I know. They, uh, they uh, don't um, make the quick decisions like they used to, but still it's fairly fly by the seat of your pants sort of situation, whereas, you know, Marvel does try stuff, like, uh, I mean, I worked on a, I mean, create your own book, essentially, I mean, we don't own it anymore, but they tried it out, it's not, it's a superhero book, granted, but it's a new idea, sure. uh, all those next books were new ideas, and they didn't do that well, you know, right. and that's why they don't do it, it's right. not, it's, it's a it's dollars and cents thing, it's <clears> not, it's not like they're sitting there going, well... You know, romance comics suck. We're not going to do that. We're just going to stick with the tights. It's because that's what sells. And, you know, they try it every once in a while, and people will say, well, they didn't promote it enough or stuff like that. And it's, well, you didn't buy it. Well, it, it, okay, yeah. here's a question. Are they good at it? 
You know, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Vertigo. Sure. I'm not talking about Icon. I'm talking about mainline Marvel, mainline DC. Are they good at doing non superhero genre comics? Well, to turn that, and this was something I was going to bring up, is like kind of flip that around. I mean, assuming that they should just be doing all kinds of things and jumping around, is kind of ignoring the fact that they're really good at doing superheroes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, whether whether or not they're good at doing anything else, they're really good at doing superheroes. So why shouldn't they concentrate? Yeah. Why Why beat yourself up to get to twenty thousand on an army book when Civil War is you know moving four hundred thousand units? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like um, asking a baseball player to suddenly become very proficient in you know football or something. I mean, it's. You're good at doing something. There's Bo Jackson could have done it. Marvel can. <laughs> oh snap! I'm sure Eric Gordon too. But Chris, I don't under, I don't understand um, the distinction again that you keep making in terms of. I'm not talking about Vertigo. I'm talking about mainline DC. I I don't I don't think that that's fair because I think specifically Time Warner having DC and Vertigo. Vertigo relies on the trade sales to justify making the monthly choices that they do as far as the various titles. They're not going to make money on the monthlies. They do all their stuff on the back end. And it's funny, I look at an, an independent book like uh, The Walking Dead that's doing so well for um, for Image, but also, yeah, I'm, I'm blanking now. Uh, Kirkman, Kirkman, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, yeah. Robert Kirkman. You know, it's, and that book keeps increasing its, its sales in trade and as a reaction to that, Marvel is like, "Oh, you know, zombies, zombies are, are cool. hot. Let's do Marvel zombies." And, and, that, and that's and, yeah. Yeah. Right. and that's the perfect example of what I was thinking is, is that it's not up to the publishers to expand, you know, what's being published. It's up to the readers. If you right. if you buy something, they, they will well, jump on it. They will publish more, you know, cowboy books if that's what's well, hot. Well, that's, what with si- that's what happened with Simon and Kirby in the '40s. They went to this independent company and were doing romance books, and all of a sudden, DC and Marvel were doing romance books, mm-hmm. and that goes for everything. You know, I mean, even every every genre. Okay, superheroes aren't popular anymore. Let's do funny animal books. Let's do war war stories. Yeah, DC, I, look right, at DC. Yeah. EC yeah, didn't absolutely. jump in and, and come up with their version of Batman and Superman. They did different genres. Right. So I, I think it's good. I think it's good for competition. And I and I think ultimately, I, I think it that you know it, the suggestion that the the big two aren't doing it enough says that the product isn't out there. And I think if you just look at this story, it's a perfect example of the product is there. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be harder for some stores and some buyers at certain stores to find that product. But if you've got access to a previews, there's a very diverse world of genres that you can choose from. I, so. I, I think that John just hit the nail on the head. And the reason I excluded Vertigo from that from that conversation is because Vertigo does well, maybe in the trade market. You know, it, not as much in singles, but they do well. And I think that the the knee-jerk reaction of a lot of comic book fans is to say that unless Marvel or DC produce a comic that is outside of the superhero genre, then I'm not going to buy it. So is the only is, and, and you know what's true and you know what's well, true yeah, is the, it, being a but even when they do yeah, even but, when they do produce a book that's mm-hmm. outside people don't buy it sure but so is the you know, so is the onus on the company to produce the book or is the onus on the consumer to spread out and find what they think that they might like because there are a lot of really good comic companies out there making a lot of really good books that aren't necessarily spandex that's sort of a snake bite in its tail though man it's um. You know, it's yeah. They consumers should look more for what they want, but if they're not aware that it's there, you know, um, if they're not being made aware, or if it's not being offered to them from the sources that they're used to getting it from, 
then it's not completely up to them to say, well, you know, I'm going to go someplace else. I have no idea where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know, um, don't you think it, with the I mean, age it, of the internet though that that people there's access to awareness of product more now than than ever. There oh, certainly yeah. is, yeah. but the blinders are on still. I mean, I we were talking the, to the, with Ed the, Brubaker earlier today, and he was saying he was amazed at. People just don't know that he's done other stuff. You know, and he, he said, you know, Bendis had said before, you know, people come up to him in a convention and say, hey, I love your stuff, I'm a huge fan, but they've never read Powers. They didn't right. even know he, or, you or know, he, he still does it. Right. Or the, you know what I mean? And it's sure. like, well, Powers, what's his But how much of now? that, too, is generational in terms of what age group are you well, looking like, at? Well, like, even on a lesser scale, uh, last week on me and Mike's show, we had Tim Seeley on, and... You know, there are people oh, coming yeah. up to him at this convention that said, where have you been the past two years? <laughs> the dude's been working steady. Yeah, sure, putting yeah. Out, he, he's you know, done like, one, like you know. 300 pages yeah, in the last two years. He's an amazing you know, amount of I mean, work. I mean, it's not just Devil's Do Work. He's got book out through Image. He's got, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, you know, nobody knows. Hi, my name is Tony Danza, and you're listening to Around Comics. Hi, my name is John Romita Jr., and you are listening to Around Comics. <laughs> well, well, here, here was an interesting post that... that um, Sal was telling me about on the on the drive up here today. You're telling me about a post on the Warren Ellis board about for ten dollars what you could have. Oh gotten no, it wasn't late. a post. Warren had put in. His, he sends out his uh, newsletter thing, and he had right. said uh, something that kind of struck him as funny was that you could walk into a comic shop today, and for ten bucks you could get Casanova, Fell, Phonogram number one, and um, and Wasteland number two, and and that was last week. That's yeah, good. that was last week, and it's like you know, and that was those were four books that those guys were all talking about on the Warren Ellis forum <coughs> ten <coughs> years ago. Oh, w- okay. WEF. Oh, okay. Ten years ago, and it, it just kind of struck him as uh, you know, kind of cool that now you know those books are all here, but those th- none of those books are really going to sell more than what? I mean, Fell's probably going to do the best. Yeah, Fell will, Fell will do, well. do just because of Ellis's name, right. but. To, to book How many it, people to book just are not gonna? We were setting up for the show tonight, and there was a guy that came into the comic shop and said, "Is there anything in my pull box?" And, and this comes down to personal taste, and I can't rail on that too much. <laughs> but Mark's like, "No, you, you couple books, but nothing big." And he's like, "Yeah, it was kind of a light week." And I was like, "Oh my god, what you t- this last week was awesome. You had you know you had those <laughs> books, and I'm just like, and this came out, and that came out." And he's like. Yeah, I'm just like no X Men though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just like well, but again, how dude. old? Is, how old is this person? What are their reading tastes? I think you almost have to like get tired of the mainstream mm-hmm. to to want something different. And I mean, when I was when I was little in the '70s, it was during that experimental time when Marvel had the black and white magazines, and you had a ton of horror stuff. And DC was just man, all the DC stuff, the Shadow, and all the right. war books, and the fantasy, and the sword and sandal stuff. The product was out there. Um, it was a different time, and now, luckily, like I said, it seems like the small publishers have picked up that slack and are providing that kind of entertainment. But I think you have to reach a point of oversaturation of enough of the cape and tights. I want something different. I still like reading comics, but I just want something different. Well, I mean, I think consumers have said over and over and over again that you know superheroes sell. They always they have you know for for sure. decades well, now. Well, there's always another generation that's new. But for them, is it? And Chris, you had talked about this. Before we were, when we were kind of discussing the sh- you know what we were going to do this week and and you'd said okay maybe the publishers don't have a responsibility in any way for this but did, sh- is it a good idea for them to expand the market and we'll go to the other Chris <laughs> <coughs> the only compelling reason I could think of for them to do that is uh, something that's commonly being known as the long tail um, and that's you don't sell as much of any individual item you sell lots and lots of titles of mm-hmm. small amounts each. And that's the only thing I could think of that would be worthwhile to them. I mean, if they're 
you know, if they don't have any books that are doing like fifty thousand, but they have like ten books that are doing you know ten thousand each, mm-hmm. then that could be worth it. Yeah, but, run, but you know? and if they do that, which numbers seem to support, it. if you look at the like the top three hundred or whatever, um, books that Image, Image putting out, books that you know De- Devil's Do puts out, things like that, a lot of those vary. But you know, for them to actually continue to go from month to month, they average between six and twenty six and twenty thousand probably. Okay, you know, so if Marvel if was able to put out. You know, eight, ten, fifteen. Right. If they were able to put out like ten books that were all doing about fifteen thousand a piece, then that could work out for them to not be. But but that's in the short term. That's in the short term. I mean, my my thinking is, what about long term? I mean, you know, how many of of us aging fanboys, <laughs> long in the tooth, gray hair? Well, I mean, fanboys. at some point, are you not? <laughs> Looking at it from a business model of who are we going to be selling superhero comics to 30 years from now, or 20 years from now, or 15 years from now? Don't you think the product has already shifted to cater to that audience? <sighs> to to us, yeah. but are are you you know I don't know. Am I going to be reading comics 20 years from now? Yeah, I mean, yes. Do you think they think so? Do you think <laughs> they follow the market early in as much as that they assume that? The next age group's going to come up, and it's going to be new to them, so they can continue to do what they want. I call it the Eddie Bauer marketing syndrome. You look at Eddie Bauer as a company. Everything's that, flat? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> when, it goes when, well with sensible shoes? When Eddie, well, when Eddie Bauer started out, their, their entire product catalog was aimed towards um, late teens, early 20s. Okay. That is an example of a company that grew with its 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 core customers, right. and now Eddie Bauer selling is, walkers. No. Um, <laughs> you know, no, they're 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 private labeling uh, right, SUVs, right. okay, and they're they're selling khaki pants and dress shirts. They grew with their with their customers, oh, and I think Marvel and DC and, and have I, done the same I thing. Think, yeah, and Marvel they totally has have. done that. They but, totally have. But with. And we've talked about this kind of, and everyone's talked about this. Like, is there a, is there going to be another generation of comic book readers that are going to buy superhero comics when they're twenty five and thirty five? Or we've seen, you know, sort of the down, not the downfall, but we've seen a decline in sales because kids don't. I mean, how many kids read comics nowadays? Not as many. Not nearly. There's too many other distractions. Oh, totally. This is a discussion that goes on a lot between, you see it on message boards, you see it, you know, you talk talk about it to your friends. Right. Are there any hard numbers as to how many kids are actually reading comics? No, there's no hard numbers to what anybody's (laughs) (laughs) buying comics. I'm just saying that, like, I I keep hearing that, you know, kids aren't buying comics anymore, kids aren't buying comics anymore, but, you know, a lot of their parents are, and a lot of their parents are trying to get their kids into them, Mm -hmm. you know. It's just because it's, you don't see true. the kid I mean, in the store buying the comic doesn't mean that kid's not buying comics. Well, Marvel I, Adventures, what do, you, what do you think? Well, I mean, Marvel Adventures is Marvel's number one subscription comic. I mean, so they sell Marvel Adventures. There you go. I don't know one of my friends that reads it, though. Obviously. My, my 11-year-old that, nephew does. Well, right. Kids you do. Know. I mean, well, little. usually it's right. little kids that their parents have bought it. Sure. And, I mean, for lack of a better term, it made them read. You know, right. and that's who I think are subscribing and buying these comics. I mean, they're, you know, schools are buying them, stuff like that, because the kids aren't. It's not like when I was a kid and I went to the Q Mart and saw Secret Wars and said, "Hmm, that looks interesting." Yeah. Hulk is holding up sure. a mountain. Yeah, exactly. That is interesting. I mean, it was a quarter of forty cents, right. so it was easier for you to buy. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're not in the Q Marts anymore. They're not in the Seven Eleven. They're not priced for kids. Well, they are in Seven Elevens, but I haven't seen any in Seven Elevens, even though they said they were putting them back in. Well, we had Hux where I grew up. Well, how about the thing that they talked about how they're going to put Spider Man now in the Sunday? Uh, right, right. Yeah. I think stuff like that will will help with that sort of thing. Sure. Um, 
I do think there are kids that are buying them. Uh, they sure as hell don't make it easy for kids to read the comics mm-hmm. these days because they are catering to people our age. I mean, I'd hate to be... Like, when I was a kid and I got into the comics... Got into the comics. Bottom <laughs> uh, from man. I found I, comics. I found I found that I, I found it interesting when I didn't know who everybody was in this Spider-Man issue, and I would go back and I would find old issues, and I I mean I started learning and learning and learning, and you were I, trying to tie continuity together. W- that when you're a kid, I mean, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Those were really bad. You really, you really yeah. get into it and. But today, I can't imagine a kid picking up Infinite Crisis or something like and that. And having any clue. Hell, I don't understand. Uh, exactly, is what, I'm, exactly is what I'm saying. And, and yeah. a kid, it's it's definitely not accessible. And uh, not that I'm saying that we have to make everything accessible for kids. Uh, I think this is actually turning into an entirely different conversation. <laughs> but um, uh, if you're talking about new generations, I, I think they're there. They're just, uh, it's not... Is easy for the kids to get to, and uh, I mean they want to read them. Well, I mean the thing is, the Marvel and DC's market, not Marvel and DC, the comics market is not aimed at kids. And you know what? I'm 33 years old. I I love comics. I spend a lot of fucking money on comics. I don't want to read comics aimed at 13 year olds. I'm well, not right. going to spend well, no. my money. Yeah, yeah, that. that's a, that, like I right, said, it's a whole other conversation. Britney Spears in there somewhere. But to bring yeah. it around yeah. back to I, topic. I don't want that. Yeah. Bring it around back to topic. I mean, kids aren't complaining that there aren't enough detective comics exactly. out there. <laughs> or <laughs> there aren't enough what? skateboard <laughs> comics yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's I'm, a good I'm point. sure that, I mean, there are yeah. the, usually it's these, you know, people our age who want an alternative. And are kind of complaining, why doesn't Marvel and DC do this and that? And, and you know what? It would be nice if they did. You know, yeah, Japan and, and Europe, they do have all these things. But the American market has proven that it doesn't support that. I mean, if if you guys want all these, if you guys want all these, then go out and buy the ones that are there. I mean, you guys were talking to Brubaker about, you know, image books and stuff and how people will wait for the trade and then kill the series because they're waiting for the trade. I mean, go out and buy these comics, and then they'll make more. It's just like John was saying, you know, The Walking Dead got really popular, so now they make more of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How many zombie comics are out this year? Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, this is actually really Everywhere. cool. Um, came in tonight, talked to Mark. Uh, Marvel Zombies. Uh, hardcover? Yeah, now... Yeah, they oversized hardcover. Twenty bucks. Now, Dark Tower is a moderately sized shop in Chicago. It has a lot of stock. It has it it well lit. (laughs) Yeah, it has it has it has a pretty good customer base. Doesn't smell too bad. It's not huge, but it's a nice sized comic shop in Chicago. Now, their hardcover sales say Winter Soldier hardcover or whatever Marvel oversized hardcover. He says if they sell two, that's good. Three, that's nice. Four, that's awesome. Sure. They sold 14 <laughs> Marvel, Marvel Zombie Zombies hardcovers. hardcovers this well, week. Come on, man. It's like Spider-Man eating people's brains. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. awesome. And I, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say I love that series. It was oh, great. Yeah. 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 No, beautiful Sudan covers that are all inspired by classic mm-hmm. Marvel covers and stuff. The interior art was excellent as well. Kirkman's having a great time, obviously writing it. Yeah. But I, I agree. I think, uh, I think Chris is right. It, or and, and Mike is right. It all starts with the fact that the indies kind of tapped into this. Marvel saw what was going on and said, "Yeah, we can do this as mm-hmm. well." And also, I think that um, 
the good news is that the mainstream has the flexibility with Vertigo, with Icon, to go to the creators and say, what kind of book do you want to do, Brian Azzarello? You know, we're thrilled that you did the, the amount of superhero stuff you did, but what book would make you excited? Well, I want to do 100 Bullets. I want to do a cool Western. Right. Great. And obviously, Brubaker's getting that opportunity with Criminal. Powers is that way with Icon and stuff for Bendis and, and Oming. And, and I think that's great. And I think also it might take a popular writer or artist to introduce the mainstream audience to these, well, these other genres. You know, as the well. other thing, too, though, is thinking about it this way is if The Walking Dead hadn't come out and Marvel just came out with Marvel Zombies, as cool as it is, I mean, I wouldn't want that in replace of The Walking Dead. No. You know no, what well, I mean? And, and well, lately, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, it's like we were talking about, you know, in the independence and and the innovation that always comes from independent comics and then the mainstream jumps onto it. And it's like, I think that's a healthy system uh-huh. because of the flexibility. And yeah, you're not going to get everything that's going to be gold, but when it works, it works extremely well. And you're not going to see something like that from Marvel or DC, well, I, I mean, don't think ever. That, that was, you know, we once again, we had, a, we had a great talk up on the car. You know, it's a, a perfect uh, reason why we should have a portable recorder with us for Easter eggs. But, uh, um, I love Oni Press. I, I think that Oni Great does amazing, amazing work. Yep. And if Marvel or DC expanded their their publishing and tried to move into the the niches that Oni kind of covers, that would that that would squash Oni. It, it would. Uh, it, would it depends because I mean, look at Marvel. Yeah, Marvel did a zombie book, but what did they do? They made their superhero zombies. Right. Yeah. Right. You now know, they are I mean, going to come out with the old zombie, the black and white character is coming back, yeah. and it's going to be a max. But book. but but well, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about that about expanding yeah. beyond that. If they were doing, if well, they, they started doing ex- a bunch of crime and a bunch of yeah. horror and a bunch of if they had, these independent you know, books would have even less chance of selling. No, I don't know because I mean they tried. Look, there's that book Underworld that uh, Frank uh, Thierry uh, yeah. just did. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I know it didn't sell well, or Sable and Fortune sold so poorly that they had to go from fully painted to uh, crappy. Yeah, but uh, what's poorly? What's what's poorly for Marvel? Five thousand. Well, but oh, yeah, that's, sell, that's, that's, that's only no, that's, that's <laughs> beyond. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like. 15, 14. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, 5,000 is immediate But 14, 15,000 is great for me. That's Absolutely. what I mean. If, yeah. if that book never came out, the, the 14,000 people that didn't buy that, would they go and pick up something that, well, you well, know, he, here's your something re- else that month? Here's, that, your, you know here's I mean? your reference for the week. Queen and Country sells about, sells about 5,000 copies exactly. an issue. Exactly. Marvel will yeah. cut a title at 20. And that's... Right. I mean, it depends on what it is. They might give it a little wiggle room, well, but yeah. Only not also much. three guys in an office. And yes. It's a van- It's right. kind of I mean, a vanity. It's not like... Damn fine comics well, for three obvious, guys I in mean, an I'm not going to say that I don't love Oni. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've done enough great. work there. Yeah. Pretty good they, country, uh, absolutely. But, I mean, they, like I was saying before, they can turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about, I mean, the independent market dictating the creative decisions at the big two go, I mean, it goes for the creators, too. Because... Mm-hmm. Marvel and DC are snatching up all the Oni's yep. people. They're <laughs> yes, snatching they up all the Images people, yep. and they're saying, "Hey, Brian Wood, write us a bunch of stuff." Who's exclusive <laughs> at DC now? Yeah, Brian yeah. Wood. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Becky Cloonan doing American Virgin. Uh, uh, Mike Norton. How much do you love when? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not edgy enough for Vertigo. These, these are our young guns, and it's like, yeah, that's a young gun that's been around for 15 years. If you really, you know, read anything Look beyond and Marvel and DC. Uh, and now, you know, if we're going to start talking about marketing, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, uh, my, one, of, one of my favorite stories is when uh, Mike Lark got the uh, Eisner for uh, Best New Talent. 
and, and, he, and he had been working in the industry for like 10 years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, sure. I, or, I or think I know. Wizard gave Devil's Due a, a best new publisher at like our third year in or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> nice. Media stuff's like weird like that. You know? yeah. Well, yeah, or, or even as Brubaker, I'm sure, told you because he said it to me in my interview with him and stuff, he's like, yeah, you know, oh, it wasn't until writing X-Men that people became aware of what oh, I've been doing. Were, yeah. And think of the years he had spent not only writing his sleeper stuff, but Batman. I mean, this is sure. one of the guys that... When, when did Low Life come out? He had, well, yeah, but even yeah, but I'm saying even like he was doing Batman and Detective and stuff. And nobody DC, knew it. Yeah, and nobody I don't knew think people I were associating know. the name. I swear to God, I went I went back and I like went through all my comics. I was pulling out a bunch of crap that I was going to get rid of. And also, there's I had this you know big run of detective stuff, and I'm like, wow, that was Rucka and yes. and, and, oh, yeah. and Brubaker on sure. it, and I didn't even know it. You know, I also <laughs> think that like everyone is still getting over the hangover of the uh, image boom years and the speculation yeah. period if as you're well. Still having a hangover from that now, then you know. well, but it's been it's only been five Take years. Some I'd say it's only it really hasn't only been since like that, 2000. That don't you think? Like, no, that tank like 97, 98. Well, I understand. Well, yeah, but that's when the industry when nobody was reading, and that's what I'm saying. People just started coming back oh, yeah, around yeah. 2000. And stuff. So I think, too, I don't think the jury, I don't think the, the verdict has been decided yet in terms of how much room there is in the two companies, DC and Marvel, to continue to do experimentation. I still see them trying things and looking for things that are slightly different than superhero books. Well, I think they will, so. too, because, I mean, it's like, because you never know what a they're going to be able to make a, a franchise out of that will sell into other media. Kind of things like exactly. that. Exactly. So, yes, they are, they exactly. are going to try to experiment with other things, but they're going to make sure. And this is the difference between uh, the independents and Marvel is that Marvel's going to make pretty darn sure. Uh, like I censor myself there. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're, they're going to make sure that that whatever that they're doing is locked up with them getting a good percentage of what's coming out of it. Whereas uh, an independent studio will be a little more lenient on that. They'll try to get whatever they can out of it, but you know they're not going to demand that to do it that they have to get you know. Whatever you know, producers They're looking, they're looking for like exposure, that. and as much exposure as they can right, get. Right, because they need more properties to, sure. you know, further themselves. So, I think that's where the independents come in. Is that they're going to be like uh, play it a lot looser and allow a lot more like leniency into what the creators willing to like give up kind of thing. You know? DC comes out with Paradox Express ten years ago, and it's all these crime stories, and they're kind of lax in terms of tying up. The other media, dreams and stuff like that, ex- absolutely, yeah. but even better ones than that. Um, you know, they, they didn't think of beyond the comics what kind of properties they had, and so movie deals were never a consideration. Well, that's where Road to Perdition came from, and it wasn't a Warner Brothers movie. That's where History of Violence came from, not a Warner Brothers movie. Oops, oops. Mm-hmm. So I think they're seeing the success of these films now and starting to realize, and I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why Axel Alonso was hired from Vertigo to come to Marvel and say, Give, I know for a fact, I've heard Joe Casada say, man, if there's one company that I'm jealous of, it's Vertigo. Yeah. And I want more Vertigo books, and I like what Icon. Vertigo does. Here it and, comes. and exactly, and that's the thing, and I think that's why you see the hires that Marvel is doing and the experimentation that they're doing. So yeah, I don't... I, yeah. Like I said, I don't think the verdict is out yet, man. I, I think there's still other non-superhero books to come from the big two. Uh, to kind of roll it back into the initial question, though, is that, you know, no, I don't really think that they have any kind of responsibilities. The responsibility no. is like some sort of moral quandary. Wh- where right, right, where, right. where yeah. is their responsibility? Their responsibility is, is making money. Their responsibility is to keep doing what they're doing so that, you know, keep there are companies comics. like Marvel. Their responsibility right. is to their you know. shareholders. Yeah, well, they have, well ultimately, yes. Yeah, making money. But, yeah. I mean, that, that just comes down to the bomb dollar. So. You know? yeah. I am Simon Oliver, the writer of the Exterminators, and you're listening to Around Comics. I, I tell you what, to, uh, to, to um, keep it on topic and, and keep it rolling. Too late. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to some forum posts, because the uh, the forum 
this started uh, as a forum post, and people got forum. very heated the evil about monkey this. crew. I tell you, we're going to start off with uh, a creator that you guys better keep your eyes on, because... This guy is working on a hell of a book called Me? The Damned. Oh. No. Oh, Cullen. Yes, Cullen. Cullen Bunn from St. Louis. Uh, he's working on a book called The Damned. Keep your eyes on this guy. Um, he says, I love superheroes. Always have, probably always will. The majority of comics I buy each month are superhero books. But I definitely definitely believe that Marvel and DC should do non-superhero books. Not only are a lot of the books in other genres very cool, it's the other genres that will pull readers into the medium. Is that true, though? I mean, are you going... If, if Marvel all of a sudden puts out a bunch of, I don't know, teen, you know... Where are they getting the books? Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the big question. But where are they getting the readers? I mean, well, are readers all of a sudden going to flock to comic book stores? I don't know if it's a significant enough amount of readers for Marvel or DC to care. Right. Uh, yeah, to justify, like, you know, the creative costs even. I mean, I don't think anybody argues that Marvel and DC should try and do... That we'd all like to see yeah. it. Who wouldn't? I mean, yeah. I think Marvel and DC should do other <laughs> than superheroes. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> do they well, have to? No. I go on the quality over, you know... And quantity. by the damned. I would rather, I, I would rather see Marvel and DC, in my opinion, continue to do good work and at the quantity that they're doing than do a lot of mediocre work. Well, yeah. Uh, hey, how about this for another uh, point of what I was talking about? Uh, Cullen's co-creator there, uh, Brian, Brian Hurt. Hurt, was working on a fabulous non-superhero book at DC. It had to get canceled because of low sales. Hard Time yeah. is Hard a great, yeah. just, uh, great well, series. And where, but again, where are the non-comic readers going to know that Hard Time well, that's exists? What, that was my point. Was like, all of a sudden, if Marvel that. and DC start prom- like publishing a bunch of books that have nothing to do with superheroes, yeah. is it going to all of a sudden draw in all these non-comic book readers... Because it's different genres? No. No, no. It's no, not, it's it's not going to happen. Not, where, not gonna how are, happen. how are the non-readers being exposed to this stuff? I mean, that's, you know, it, it comes down to it's still a small business where promotion is kind of yeah. on a shoestring. Yeah. And, and I don't think you, you really can. I mean, again, you've got, you've got good creators that do try to do non-superhero stuff like Brubaker, like Bendis and stuff, that still have to kind of beg people to try their non-superhero stuff. Although, like you were saying earlier, though, you had read Greg Rucka's novels before yes. he did comics, and... Just full of Rand's great Well, yeah, I mean, so I can see too. from that, from that yeah, perspective... But who, I didn't know he was doing comics until I saw the novelization of No Man's Land, and that was while I was still not reading comics, and I'm like, Greg Rucka is writing Batman? <laughs> I'm like, when the hell did that happen? Or Andrew Vax. Andrew Vax did that excellent Batman novel. Uh, and, and also was done as a graphic novel as well. And, um, you know, Andrew Vex is one of those Oprah Winfrey recommended yeah, right, reading list right. kind of authors and stuff, and he has dabbled in comics. I know that some of his readers have followed him. I know some of Rucka's novel readers have followed him, but... Right, and I don't think that Marvel and DC are, are totally ignoring the fact that they need to bring in new blood, because they're hiring authors to do that. Right, there's Brad They're Mills hiring books, you know, yes. book authors. Oh, the Stephen King comics. deal that they got? I mean, yeah. will that bring Stephen you know, King readers, or is that as an already aside, crossed? As an aside, it depends I, on how they put it. I mean, yeah, we talked about it, like, if, if the book is put out in a trade form and it's sitting in an airport and it's got Stephen King's name on it, hell yeah, it's going to bring yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And same thing with anybody, like, uh, you know... Uh, Charlie Houston? 
don't know. Sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. <laughs> like, but but I'll tell you. I think oh, what has more potential. start with Crank and Charlie. <laughs> I think no. what has He's more potential. He's out of the house, Crank. He's out of the house. I think what has more potential than anything, though, is the films. Uh, I have a friend who never read a comic in his life, never had any interest in comics, considered comics for dorks, wouldn't even consider buying a comic. But he loved the Sin City movie. He bought the special edition DVD and he got the trade with it, read it, and then called me up and said, hey, where can I find more of these Sin City trades? Yep. Had never read a comic in his life and now he's looking for more of them. So I think that has huge potential. But you see so rare... So rarely do they do any sort of cross marketing. I, I love that they're putting them in the movie, uh, the, in the DVDs. Fox, yes. um, you know, the, starting the, to. Yeah, well, that Sin was great. The, the Sin yeah. City one. Yes. And actually, I bought, the, uh, I bought the extended special, super gonna charge you five dollars more. Uh, v for Vendetta, oh. and it had half of. Half. Was it? It was about novel? half of yeah. V for Vendetta. Oh no, kidding! And, and at was the it end like of a literal half, or was it they just sort of took chapters out and tried to piece it together? Or something no, smaller? it was it was like half of it, and it was undersized, and it said conti- so it continued in the V for Vendetta graphic novel huh. available for which is interesting for, considering yeah. the whole thing between the Alan Moore and and the Warshawski brothers in that movie anyway that they would do that. Well, they still, I mean, Warner still owns the book. So oh, yeah, that's I mean, true. really, yeah, sure. so it just helps Alan, you can do what anyway. you want with yeah, your, yeah, yeah, your yeah, check. Meanwhile, we're still going to make the majority of that money. <laughs> Did you want me to read this? Yeah, yeah we've got another uh, post uh, from Dan, uh, Papercut in Minnesota. Yes, both publishers have creators under exclusive contracts. Many have options to do creator-owned books outside the big two if they want, some of which may be non-superhero topics and themes. So why not give them a vehicle within DC or Marvel to do stories involving people not wearing spandex and capes? I think that exists. I well, think both. Con and Vertigo. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. When so you see a creator that gets carte blanche to do their own, they usually do do something that's not superhero. You bet. Right. Yeah, and they'll do I mean, something yeah. a little strange, a little weird, a little risky. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Runaways is the closest thing to superheroes that he does. Yes. I mean, that's, I mean, he doesn't. Is I mean, it? Yeah, X-Men. Yeah. Oh, after, 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 after his, uh, last man. Unlimited yeah. X-Men. Yeah. All creator owned. Well, that's true. Except yeah, for Runaways, I mean, Marvel owns that. But, I mean, Doctor Strange is like the only superhero thing in the last. Right. Yeah. That he's tough. The escapist. And, and also, I think, <laughs> you know? I think it's important as, as people say, where's your responsibility to do non-superhero stuff? I think you have to acknowledge that guys like Paul Levitz and Casada are greenlighting books that are non-superhero books for these creators. I mean, Azzarello has told me that the reason why 100 Bullets continued to exist in its uh, early stages was because it was Paul Levitt's favorite book. And I've heard Paul Levitt's just rave and say, it is my favorite book. I love this book. That's why That's why DC is proud to have it as part of the Vertigo family. And I, I think that's cool. And the same goes for Casada too. It's like, that's why they created Icon. We love you. We want you making Marvel mm-hmm. books. What can we do for you to, to right. make you happy? I, and I, you I, I think, I th- I think it may have been... Um, I'll, I'll use Ed Brubaker as a, as an example. Well, the Ed, Bendis might be a better we, example. We, we don't want you writing for DC. We want you writing for Marvel. Fine. So I tell you what, we're going to ha- we have this other it's imprint over there, sure. and we'll let you do your creator own stuff, and it'll be in Marvel previews, and it'll be yeah. in the Marvel section. That's a way to keep you them busy. Wh- yeah. while they figure something else yeah. out for them. So do. so come yeah. right <laughs> come right Daredevil and Captain America and Uncanny X Men. Oh, and by the way, for your creator own stuff, we have that for you too. So I think the icon is probably as much of a draw for signing exclusive deals as it is for selling comic books. Yeah, sure it is. Oh, I think it has. It not, yeah, I don't think. I think it has very little to do with selling comic books. I yeah. mean, 
If for anyone That's except probably, for they, the they would creators. consider it like a loss leader or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, right. yeah. Which yeah. actually, That's why Vertigo is, is yeah. when I started. I mean, but hopefully, Icon can grow into something right. like what Vertigo has become. And yeah, and I, I mean, look at the now the Book of Lost Souls should be you know right there with any Vertigo book, the Straczynski and Colleen Doran book and everything. And it's, I mean, it, I think it gives you the same kind of buzz that you'd want from a Vertigo book. I don't know how well it's doing and stuff, but again, it's there to make Straczynski and Doran mm-hmm. happy. So. Sure. Why not? It just Let him needs, do it. Yeah. It needs a, a certain amount of buzz. Uh, All right. Our next post. one, uh, Mike Oliveri from Illinois. Mike is the uh, the writer for uh, <laughs> <laughs> Call of the Wild. The um, book from Moonstone, absolutely. On the subject of company-owned imprints, imprints mm-hmm. are marketing. Reading this post alone, how often did someone say Vertigo Books rather than a list of titles? It's quick, easy branding and serves two different markets. Yes, there's crossover, but there are a lot of people who read DCU and not Vertigo and vice versa. The same goes for Icon. It also separates continuity. Sure, John Constantine is essentially a member of the DCU, but you're not going to see characters from Bite Club or Fables appear in the pages of Batman. Do they need to? Nope. Is anyone really begging to see Bite Club or American Century like show up in the DCU? Actually, I think it would be a fun crossover. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing John Constantine. You actually maybe. never know if they will or not, though. I mean, they, they might, could. They will. What did, like Superman Red Sun? You know, I mean. Right. Yeah, I think right. they kind of did make lines, Chris. I I, I thought they did kind of like for instance Constantine. It's like yeah, I guess technically he's still part of the DCU, but I don't think they encourage it. And in fact, no, it's a it's a bird was like a real like. Hmm. A heavy decision for DC to make it a Vertigo story, and lo- I mean, it really isn't. A, I mean, it's a book about Superman, I guess, but it really isn't a Superman Vertigo story. Oh, well, okay. you know, or like people have been begging for a Batman, a, a harder edge Batman Vertigo story, and they there are certain toys that will not cross into Vertigo, and that's where Paul Levitz is kind of a hardline guy to balance out the nice things that he does for Azrael on Hundred Bullets, but he says, no, I'm sorry, Batman is an all ages character; it will not be. Yeah, just read Dark Knight Returns. I guess it's sort of like the Berlin Wall. If you can bribe a guard to get through, then. Pretty much. That's how old I am. I remember the Berlin Wall. Gotcha. (laughs) Another fine age. I I still have a hunk of it sitting on a bookshelf of mine. Uh, We have uh, another post. uh, Chris? I do. do. I've got a big. I got. I got. I got a. I got a box of bricks from the old Chicago Stadium. Hey, that's nice. <laughs> no, no, seriously, on my bookshelf at home, I got this hunk of concrete. I have a and, tile and from Elvis's suite at the no. Baptist Memorial Hospital. Dude, no I, I will so trade you my hunk of the Berlin Wall for that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> Elvis. If you did, not to go way off topic, but uh, Rich Kozlowski's The King. If you're an Elvis fan, did you read that? Oh, I haven't oh, read it, but oh, I, yeah, I know. If you're an Elvis fan, you, you'll like it. <laughs> Okay, right. Chris, we got another uh, forum post. Uh, Paul M. writes, There really is no reason for Marvel DC to publish non-superhero books. Marvel DC are not publishing companies. They are media companies who make a conser- oh, sorry, who make considerably more money off licensing than they could ever hope to make yep. just selling comics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that is their business, and they should use the lion's share of the resources to protect our interests. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ca- we all agree. Yeah, we pretty much covered the same sentiment. There, I, th- right? I think that's what saved Marvel from uh, being uh, chopped up into receivership when it was going bankrupt and stuff. And it was like, no, you're not a publishing company. You're Disney. <laughs> you yeah. got you. We have intellectual property. And in fact, I know Paul Levitz made the same argument about DC back in the in the late '70s, early '80s when they were going to try and think about folding up DC. And it's like, uh, don't you want a laboratory to experiment and develop properties sure. to eventually maybe exploit like that Superman movie? That made you all this money, and well, it's like, oh, good idea. We yeah. we, we yeah, did a whole like episode or something yeah. like that, right? We right. did a whole episode dedicated to this. Actually, Mike sat in it with uh, Scott Johnson on licensing and comics. And Marvel makes like like 
five times as much in licensing as they do <laughs> oh, in sure. comic book sales. I mean, comics, comics really, especially now, comics are becoming a, a side gig. Well, testing, sort of a proof of concept. Grounds. Yeah, a proof yes. of concept R&D. for yeah, what's going for on. The lunch boxes yeah. and the pajamas. Speaking and, of yeah. which, I've seen like Scott's stuff about a million times lately because <laughs> the back to school crap's out. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've seen it's his Spider Man stuff on everything. <laughs> the, the, pre- the press release for the uh, for the Spider Man comic going out in uh, in the, the, the newspapers. The Times which New we, we actually have uh, the news story that's going to run in this episode. Scott posts on our forum. He's like, Dude, that's my art on that press release. <laughs> well, think of you know what's funny. I, I remember when I interviewed Neil Adams, not to name drop, but I just did the uh, the whole. You know, I would I, I, you know, I was speaking with Neil Adams the other day, and he I, 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 I the, call I called John. I called John earlier this week, and I go, John, are you going to be able to be there at, on Friday? And he goes, oh, I'm talking to I'm talking to Brad Meltzer. I, what time do you need me to be there? I was, man. <laughs> It's true, but anyway, He's like superstar. No, like he was almost casting superstar. It, it was funny because I said, you know, when you were doing Batman, and I almost kind of like pigeonholed it as just the seventies. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" When I was just doing Batman, he's like, he reminded me that yeah, between calendars and lunchboxes and T-shirts, like yeah, you know, Neil Adams like art for the magazines ended, you know, sometime in the mid seventies or late seventies, but his Batman, his Superman as a licensing thing, just like Ramita's Spider-Man. How many yeah. decades was that the standard uh, for lunchboxes? Now Bagley's. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Bagley, so, yeah, yeah. And, now it's, and now it's Jim Lee's Batman, right. you know, that's that's doing it. And I, I'm imagining Jim Lee's Superman. Probably. You know? Although I don't know if, if they've tried to make an amalgam with the movie. And movie, isn't it kind of funny, though? There's, a, there's an example of licensing where... Superman Returns, it's like, eh, I don't You're know. You're not going to latch uh, on to that one no, yet. Brandon, I don't, <laughs> Brandon, I don't know. Hang on to those uh, stills from the movies because that might be the only licensing property my, that survives. My favorite post, uh, actually, Mike, why don't you read this? This is from uh, Dustin or D. Drace, uh, who's I'll one of our buddies here from Dark Tower. Oh, anybody, I can read. Mike's yeah, an artist, so good if, luck to you. If anybody listens to the Crankcast, they know I can't read. Uh, <laughs> I actually wish they'd just stop publishing comic books altogether. Because that way I won't end up penniless and in some roach-infested nursing home when I get old and my family throws away my comics because they're taking up too much space. Yeah, that's me. That's so, me about you just described my future. <laughs> Please give to actor. <laughs> we have the banner on the site. It's there. So. Yeah, maybe in 20 or 30 years, actor will turn into just a big retirement home. Wow. Bendis, give me my teeth. It'll be like San Diego. It'll charge people a The non- yes. never-ending San Diego right. Comic-Con. Hey. Except everybody will be like grumpy and right. They'll charge admission. They'll just walk by a bunch of old right. artists. I'm still waiting that line, but now it's for custard. Can I get a sketch? with my oatmeal this morning? <laughs> Norton? <laughs> <laughs> All right. John Sokol wrote, DC and Marvel have only one responsibility to their stockholders. Ding, ding, ding. If it's going to put dollars in the stockholders' pockets, then yeah, they do. Otherwise, not really. Yeah, we, we yeah. pretty much... Make money. Yeah. All right, next one, Scott Sutherland from Chicago. Actually, he does a podcast. Yes? Yes. Scott does, he, did, he did a... No, he does a oh. pop... Syndicate. Yeah, Pop Syndicate. He does an article, articles on Pop yeah, Syndicate. And uh, he did uh, Wednesday's Everybody Hall. on our forum, and uh, yeah, uh, everyone that listens to us is somehow connected yeah. to actually, actually, writing uh, a comic, uh, drawing a comic. 
yeah, doing Scott, a podcast. Scott's a Chicagoland guy. Maybe we need to branch out and try things like getting say, new yeah. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just true. listening to each other. Yeah, right? oh, man. yeah no kidding. Yeah, we have a responsibility of yeah, podcasting. Yeah, we, 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 take, we take our downloads each episode and subtract 94. <laughs> hey, well, and now uh, I don't feel so bad because we kind of are the indie comics podcast. Because <laughs> we don't really talk about comics. That's true. Man. We're being We're edgy the vertigo of comics podcast. There's no question. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm with those who believe that DC and Marvel have no responsibility to do anything other than publish the books that make them money. Unfortunately, that's the Infinite Crisis and Civil War, not Exterminators or the Thing. Oh, Exterminators is a good book. Not really Exterminators is awesome. Though, is um, I don't think awesome. that the average DC or Marvel buyer wants any diversification awesome. in their books. If they did, I think we'd see some stuff selling better. Heck, the average DC DC or Marvel buyer doesn't seem interested in most of what Marvel or DC That's are doing. That's because they're stupid. It's a big name oh. Or unless it's involved in a huge crossover, well, which he, I think is it. He brings up a good point because I, w- I was just saying while That's you were talking. Said, uh, <laughs> well, I was well, trying to no, read the poor man's sh- post. Well, no, the thing the thing wasn't an independent book, but it it didn't get readers. Nope. So how the how the hell are they supposed to support the? Uh, the books that aren't about the thing. You know? And right. they, they didn't have a major summer release last year of a film. You know, you would think that yeah, this is exactly. the time. I'm sure the Fantastic like, Four movie didn't help that book either. Every Marvel <laughs> super every Marvel superhero <laughs> walked through that that book. That's true. Uh-huh. And it only went up to issue seven or something like yeah, that. Eight, yeah. But there's a million characters in it, and it can't go. And it was written by Dan Slott, who's like one of my favorite writers. Damn mm-hmm. funny guy. And a good serious He's a good well. writer. And yeah, yeah. yeah, so, I mean. It'll be fine. They got some big projects. Oh, yeah, there. totally. I'm not saying well, that, he's that, on the you know, outs. I mean, what I want to get is, uh, that book was sort of in the vein of the, the new She-Hulk, right? And She-Hulk yeah. still manages to keep Yeah, going. exactly. There's no reason why this There's Because the thing doesn't look like She-Hulk, maybe? What point? I mean, seriously. Is that really what, I mean, seriously, people buy She-Hulk because I think a certain degree. I think a certain degree. Interesting. I think that's a certain market. It's the Captain Kirk fantasy come to life, man. Hot green chick. I really worry you, about know? the people that are buying comics. Yeah. Uh, are they even, they they are they even reading the book, then? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Know. This might alienate me from people that might buy my comics. But even more. Greg, yeah, where's Greg Horn doing the cool, you know, sexy covers, you know, for... Yeah, I mean, you know. You know? Right. I mean, yeah. I, it's I, out I, there. I, we don't want to admit it, but they're... So Mike needs to draw more butts. Yeah, I guess so. More cleavage, Norton. Okay. And not that dinosaur. Well, you you know, can di- draw the dinosaur's butt. Yeah, we'll see. That, <laughs> dinosaur that, cleavage. That, that shows you right there how out of touch I am when I think Gert's the most attractive member of the <laughs> 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 He's like, what? what? Maybe I should be drawing. And then you didn't even get a drawer. Uh, two, three pages. Post-mortem. Uh, oh, well. Uh, oh. Well, I, I think we kind of touched on I mean this is one that we could talk and debate well, and bullshit over I mean there really is no debate there's just yeah. it, no we'll, over yeah no no yeah. Ba- basically and we'll go through our final thoughts real quick but you know I guess I'll start off final thoughts um Marvel and DC have their hands full trying to push the properties that they have already yes they are the big two but are they responsible for expanding the medium I guess to a certain extent, and I think that they do a good job of that. They're doing Icon, they're doing Wildstorm, they're doing you know Vertigo, all of that stuff. Is it their responsibility? In the broader sense, yeah, I'd like to see them expand the consciousness of the medium. But what Stinking it comes down hippie. to, what, what, yeah, but I mean, what it comes down to is that they need to sell comic books. Is it their responsibility? No. Whose responsibility is it? 
us as consumers. All right, are you gonna move on? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm totally. We don't need a rant. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> Good. Holy cow. I just thought we were starting over it's again. Jerry Springer. You didn't like the first no. final <laughs> word. No, the responsibility lies on the reader to not rely on just Marvel or DC. So there you go. All right, Sal, your turn. I got nothing. You said everything I needed. Right. Yeah, really, really, I, I, no, you're right. It's said. it's on the consumers. <laughs> Quit buying like five variant covers and you know whatever the hell else crap you're out there you know buying and go out and buy books that aren't superheroes if that's what you want to see Marvel or DC expand. Don't be. If afraid, you want to see more Marvel and DC book, you know horror books, go buy other horror books and Marvel and DC will will end up making horror books for you. If you you know I mean that's what it comes down to. Chris, I don't think it's anybody's responsibility. Buy what you want. I mean, you know, if if the companies offer it, buy it. If they don't offer it, go find it someplace. You know, I mean, it's like, it's not up to the companies to make it. It's not up to you to buy it to support it. Even it's like, you know, just do what you want because somebody somebody is always going to do it. Whether it's an independent comic or whatever, there there's going to be something out there that's going to be strange and odd. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I, I don't think it's anybody's responsibility. The market will handle it. You know? Just let the let the market decide. Yeah, the market will do what it's going to do, and you know we can just look for what we want. Norton is nodding, but of course he forgets that it's audio, so we can't like, acknowledge <laughs> the nod. So yeah, and he gave us the devil sign yeah, at some know. point, so that so, was cool. We don't uh, know what that is. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on the kids' lingo. Uh, lingo. Responsibility? No. Should they? Sure, why not? But you know what? If they if they did, let's say Marvel and DC went out. Yes, uh, I mean they are the ones that are the innovators. They're the ones that are putting out this stuff for everybody else. There wouldn't be Robert Kirkman's, and there wouldn't be that awesome story of how he's making more money off of his image books than he ever would at Marvel. You know, it's just like there wouldn't be that story. There wouldn't be any way to rally behind guys like that if they weren't bucking the trend like that. So I mean. I kind of like it the, the way man. it is. How can you rebel? I think you more go. people should try to do that kind of stuff. There should be more good independent stuff, you know, just doing their thing, and people should support it. That's the way it should work. I mean, don't look to Marvel and DC if you want that sort of thing. Buy your stuff from them. Buy your, your good old-fashioned superheroes, and I'll hopefully keep drawing them. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I would add to what everyone else said is, uh, as opposed to continuing to buy... Uh, books because you've you know been buying them since issue one and you want to continue your run even though you don't like the book. Rethink that kind of. You can always go process. back on eBay and get them cheaper anyway. If, so. if you want, <laughs> but yeah, I stopped buying Witchblade at one hundred. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, there you sure go. Bro. I mean, it's well, and I agree with, with, with what Crank said. I don't think there's I a genre that on through sixty five. <laughs> See? Well, no, and that's the thing. And I think everyone does kind of wake up and say, you know, I really haven't read the last six issues of, of what, you know, Book X, and I don't know why. Well, realize that and stop buying Book X. And I don't mean any X-Men book when I say Book X. But again, I, I agree <laughs> right. with what Crank okay. said. There, I don't think there's a genre that you can think of that isn't being covered by some publisher, and especially if you include, you know, inter international comics, whether they are from Japan oh, yeah. or anywhere from Europe and stuff. Every kind of story is out there. It, 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 the onus is on the reader to, to really kind of pick up and look around beyond DC and Marvel. Hell, pick up a pencil, make your own. That <laughs> boy, there's that too. Hell's yeah. I think that secretly Marvel and DC, like, they do you know, 12 issues that are good of something, and then they do like six that are really sucky. 
and then they'll come back and do like twelve. You know, it's like Batman. You know, I think it's I like Batman. so that so that you're afraid to stop getting it every month. You know? I it's think like, that kind of thinking is going away. Kick ass! Yeah. I know it. But I think I think I that I think that school of thought has gone away from both of the companies because I think they're more interested in let's just get six or twelve good issues from a from a creative team that we know people are going to respond to, and then let's move on to a different creative team. I think the Bendis on Ultimate Spider-Man and Bagley for a hundred issues. Obviously, that era is going to end, and as we found out. This mm-hmm. week, and uh, I don't think that's going to happen as much. And I think instead, it's all going to be boutique. You know, ev- the event is going to be the new creative team with each successive. Which isn't arc a bad idea. I, I, that's like yes, that's like yes. the one, that's I mean, like the one OGNs and and you know art yes. form or something. Sure, Bagley and Bendis were kind of an anomaly anyway. Yeah, that's why everybody's making such a big deal. I mean, sure. really, who, 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 was mean, the, who was the last well, team to do it? Fifteen years ago, years they wouldn't even said they there would this wouldn't even be news that they. The right, guys oh. did a long run on a book. Well, wow. get, <laughs> yeah. get in line. Yeah, but now it's How just like, wow, that's amazing. They made it by six. Go to 110. I mean, it's yeah, still I mean, a year away. Larry Hamo's writing GI Joe for 152. You know, well, actually, like 154. No, I, well, I thought like the, I thought the there were a couple of. Well, I guess they're different yeah. artists because yeah, I thought the, yeah, the, 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 the team was writer for Jack. No, you're right. Or Peter David on the Hulk. I mean, not to take away any kind of. Achievement from no no no, oh, no you know no, Bert, Bert, Bert and no, Claremont no as you see it is an anomaly now forever, and Claremont you know? yeah yeah no, but but, but yeah the 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 six eight ten year runs aren't there anymore it's the it's the year two year runs that are it's, it's right. funny because I mean we're talking about the we keep getting off into other subjects <laughs> we were supposed to wrap up but that's okay well, this, <laughs> will be the last thing. this will be the last thing but I think it's funny that you you we were talking about how the 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 audience for comics is our age. But I keep hearing and hearing from people our age that, that what they want on a book is a stable creative team to stay on for a long time. They don't want the Yeah. Yeah. That's that what that's what they that's what they not s- prove that's what they right. say they want, but if you look at it and I don't know what sales on Ultimate Spider Man are, but sales on a creative team will progressively of decline. Yeah, of course yeah, they, they do will. monthly. Yeah, I mean, well, and, you can look at hard, uh, almost any figure and see that. The, the, well, all, the only way to spike sales is to get a new creator, or you, well, or an event, or something. I mean, yeah, that's why you, there are events. That's kill someone. Are, you're committing yeah. to a six-issue <laughs> you know, story, and if I'm not interested in that story by issue two, sorry, I'm I'm walking away. And yeah, I'm not. You're not going to get my money for four months. Now, you know, I mean, until uh, that story okay. wraps up and I see something else that's yeah. that's interesting. Sorry, <laughs> I wish we wouldn't have got into this at the go end. Ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go. Okay, okay, Chris, you're the you're the last. Go. Well, I'm just wondering, like, you know, because sales, like, when you look at um, the way sales work with the two months ahead of time and things like that, you know, you'll see a drop initially in, like, the second issue of something. Mm-hmm. And that, but that's based solely on the proprietor's, you know, ordering, ordering. habits. Mm-hmm. Pre-orders. You know, and then after that, that's when you start seeing, I guess, proof of whether or not it's being sold because that's when the retailer can make accurate decisions of things, right? But, you know, um, I don't know. How, how much is that? Do we have any, like, is there any way of telling, like, how much stuff is sitting in comic boxes other than you see sales numbers go down? No, no. the problem is you know? the direct I mean, market. There's no way to judge how much is sold and, you know, how many are actually books are ending up in someone's hands. Direct market's a whole nother episode. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Can, Next yeah, on yeah, Around yeah, Comics. Yeah. All right, guys, I think, uh, you know, we need to stop this. <laughs> no, I'm not leaving until I've said my say. Somebody stop me. No. Yeah, eight hours from now, Kirby was awesome. That's like, no, you are. Yeah, we got to stay until the Jim Beam bottle is out. Yeah. Um, all right. Go, um, go, go. go. We're going we're gonna to revisit this, I'm sure, 
you know, years from now. Oh, there's but, no uh, doubt. Years uh, from now, I'm not doing yeah. this fucking podcast. Years from now, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> that, thus starts the countdown yeah. to the end of Around Comics. Wow, we got a new creative. We're gonna have a new creative team on Around Comics. <laughs> yeah, I think. then you'll get your point. spike in re- or listenership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we're then I'll make them my triumphant return. You know. <laughs> To the podcast, <laughs> we're, we're we got gonna, it all. We're going to do a hundred, a hundred episode run, and then we're going to hand it off. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, that was great. Um, what's up? Uh, wasn't great, that great, but we appreciate um, it. Th- thanks for all the the forum post, and uh, we'll revisit this at some point. But right now, it's time uh, to move over to the news desk. It is time for Wired Wire comic news. These are your top stories for the week of August 14th, 2006. Marvel Entertainment is talking feature films. The company reiterated that the sequel to The Hulk is likely to be the second feature film to be released as part of Marvel's self-financed film slate following 2008's Iron Man. Again, David Self was named as the writer of the upcoming Captain America film, with Andrew Marlowe listed as the writer of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mark Prostovich writing Thor, and as a new addition, Zach Penn was named as the writer of The Avengers. The last announcement goes back to the Marvel Films presentation at the recent San Diego Comic-Con, where it was noted that it was no coincidence that Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor were leading the Marvel self-finance slate. ICV2.com reported the Hellboy animated feature, Sword of Storms, will debut on the Cartoon Network on October 28th months before it becomes available on DVD on February 6th. Sword of Storms finds the BPRD Enforcer immersed in Japanese folklore, and it should fit perfectly in with both the Cartoon Network's panache for all things Japanese and the Toon Net's traditional pre-Halloween horror and supernatural-based programming. The second Hellboy animated feature from IDT, Hellboy Blood and Iron, appears to be even better suited for the Halloween activities. It involves vampires and haunted houses, but there is no definitive word yet on when it will be released, though it is expected to be out on DVD sometime in 2007. Marvel Comics told comic retailers Tuesday afternoon that their highly successful Civil War series will see some significant delays. Issue number four, originally scheduled to ship August 16th, has been moved back to September 20th, with issue five moving from an October release date to November 15th. Over the next few weeks, the Civil War proper title and a few of the tie-in books that are closely related to the story in the main book will be shipping later than originally planned. Five classic Vertigo debut issues are available for free at the graphic novel section of VertigoBooks.com. Just go to VertigoBooks.com and you can download the debut of The Sandman, 100 Bullets, Preacher, Fables, and Why the Last Man. It is a great way to get a sample of a series at no cost to you. Be sure to check back regularly for more free downloads of Vertigo debut issues. A number one next to any graphic novel indicates that the first issue of the series is available to download. 
News America Marketing and Marvel Entertainment are offering Amazing Spider-Man comic book reprints as inserts in newspapers. The first insert, which reprints 1962's inaugural Spider-Man comic book, appeared this past Sunday in newspapers around the nation. Other installments of the Web Slinger's Adventures will be available weekly through December. Clients for the free insert include the New York Post and the Chicago Sun-Times. The Sun-Times reported that 122 newspapers participated. Stanley's Spider-Man creation already appears in newspapers via a 1977 launch comic strip distribution by King Features Syndicate. Hitting stores this week is the Grounded Trade Paperback, collecting the sold-out miniseries by Mark Sable and Paul Azaceta. Writer Mark Sable enthuses, I'm absolutely thrilled with how the trade paperback came out. Because almost all of our issues went over 22 pages, there's close to 7 issues worth of material for only $14.99. Aside from selling out multiple issues and even going to a second printing on its first issue, Grounded has also been gathering up accolades since its introduction, including a must-have rating from IGN and 5 out of 5 from Silver Bullet Comics. Recently, even comics legend Mike Mignola, creator of Hellboy, sang the praises of Grounded, saying it was the best book I've read all year. Grounded is a 160-page, full-color trade paperback retailing for $14.99 and is available now. These have been your top headlines. For the full version of these and other stories, go to www.aroundcomics.com, your source for the best in comics news, reviews, and opinions. those are your top headlines for the week kind of a short list this week but uh, some really good stuff yeah, yeah. Got the clipped in at five minutes and 31 seconds on the news um the avengers movie i haven't seen it yet anybody uh no this oh, is the, the no, real movie no this the, uh, is the real movie uh it looks like live uh, action they mentioned a roster well uh, the roster at this point will be captain america iron man and thor uh, that had always been the the big uh, holdup on doing the big team movies is that the it's gonna be a bunch of unknowns. Those, those properties are owned by different, different companies. Yeah, sure. different companies. But Marvel now has Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, so they're definitely uh, alluding to the fact that an Avengers movie may be in cool. the works. Is it gonna be Weird Thor, like from the Avengers cartoon? Weird <laughs> Thor. Or is it gonna be like? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that's exactly what I was gonna <laughs> say, Mark. The creepy Bill Bixby movie Thor. <laughs> that was oh, really yeah. bad. Oh, the dude. Or are we talking about Thor from? Dude, a, totally Thor. He's in the American Wedding movie. He's like the gay guy that. Yeah, does he was the gay guy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. He was also on that. Was it like a? The Martin Lawrence sitcom that he was in. He was in one of those stupid ABC oh, sitcoms. Martin Lawrence sitcom. I don't know. <laughs> he was he was in one of those dumb sitcoms. He's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a I character. No or uh, is well, it the Thor from Adventures in Babysitting? Nice. <laughs> oh, wow, nice reference. Nice. No, that was Vincent 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 Vincent
go back and check out his IMDb. No way yeah, is that Vincent? Mind. It'll blow your Which apparently they're remaking uh, Adventures in Babysitting too. I just heard oh my god, they're they're with, doing uh, a remake with of what's that her movie? name? Remake, yeah. Jesus Christ! God, I'm I old. just heard about it. With Ultimate know. Thor. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Miller had it on his message board. Enough with the fucking remakes of, of like movies that are you know more than not 10 that or 20 good. Years old. No, just like. Oh, come on. Adventures I mean, in Babysitting is great, man. I, I think... Nobody leaves here without singing the blues. <laughs> Frank had that pl- taped to his front door. Nobody leaves here without <laughs> singing the blues. Is John Hughes movie? Uh, no, I don't think, I don't think that's a Hughes no. movie. Okay. Hughes but then again, I don't think that's Vincent D'Onofrio. How many good movies also. with What's-Her-Face from the Karate Kid and uh, Cocktail? What's her name? Uh, leaving Las Vegas. No, leaving Las Vegas. Yes. I always get him wrong. Yeah, Leaving Las Vegas. Schwing. Hey, <laughs> swing hot dead hooker. Cool <laughs> I can't help it. Wings work. That's funny. All right, <laughs> what's next? Generation. All right, uh, Hellboy animated feature. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to come out on uh, was Cartoon Network in October, and then the DVD in February. So haven't they been showing preview of that or like animation they clips did from in, uh, San Diego? Yeah. yeah, I think I saw it on YouTube or something. Did you guys Probably. see uh, Amazing yeah, Screw on Head? Screw on Head. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm they had that on Sci Fi. That was excellent. Screw on Head was amazing. But you watch it and you're like, yeah, there's no way they'd make a series out of it. It's just way too smart and yeah, cool. Stupid. You know, they it just never would do. You know, David Hyde Pierce point. doing Emperor Zombie. I mean, come on. Give uh, <laughs> Give Sci Fi Channel though credit for at least testing it online yeah, and seeing what yeah. kind of response. Well, I watched it like eight times. They've been that for years though. I mean, they did the old Voltaire comic, that Chi Chi Chan, I think it was called. They did that on Sci Fi yeah. Network. Did yeah, they, they started that. Channel? They actually they started made that out and animated. Yeah, yeah, they used. Well, started out as their promos. Yeah, their That's bumper cool. spots, and then they yeah. uh, went into a online flash thing, and then they made the comic book later. I, I think well, they didn't. But and look how iTunes just released the Aquaman pilot that wasn't good enough for network television, but certainly was good enough to get a bunch of buys on iTunes. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Well, I have I my really suspicions really that those are all plans. We are, yeah, we I'm actually sure. are ta- sure. we talked about this before. We think that's I how, that that's how they're. Well, I don't know if we talked about it on the air. They're no, fake okay. viral marketing. I think, yeah, they're going to. Uh, they're that's how they're going to do their, uh, their testing, testing marketing. Yeah, for, why not? Why not? Yeah. So hey, they'll put an episode silly. out. We're, I mean, if you spend the money to make a pilot, you might as well show it. Right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, get it so out there. there. Hey, I, and speaking of David Hyde Pierce. Uh-huh. Uh, no, <laughs> I read an, an interesting article game about the... Hello, left field. <laughs> the guy, the, you know, he, he did the voice of Abe Sapien in yes. the Hellboy movie, but he wasn't actually the actor in the costume. No. Right. The, wasn't it the... Um, I can't think of the guy. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. But he's well. done other stuff, yeah. and he was kind of upset that he didn't get to do the actual voice. Uh, for Abe Sapien, mm-hmm. but now they're doing the Hellboy animated, and he's doing the voice of Abe Sapien. I was going to say, let him and David Prowse like sit in a room together and console each other for not being able to do the voices. <laughs> I was the real Vader. And it's like nobody knows, man. Unless you went to a con, we don't know. <laughs> I like David Brown. I just thought that was, you know, interesting segue. Or not a segue, tangent, uh, all actually. Right. <laughs> this is, I don't know if we want to open up this can of worms <clears throat> or not. Sure. Yeah. Is it a small all can right. of worms? No. Huh? It's is it like a sardine can of worms? It, it, is, it is a huge can of worms that I think we have some pretty strong feelings on. And Nobody it may surprise some people. Um, Civil War has been pushed back by a month, by a whole four Deadly, actually, that's not horrible, true. apocalyptic week. No, no, wait. That's just one issue, and then right, it's September, and then November. So it isn't. I mean, I understand. Well, they they pushed they pushed everything back four weeks. So push push four weeks, and then everything starts picking up after that. Is, okay. Is that is that am I am I misquoting? I, I could be wrong, but I thought it was that uh, the next issue is coming out in September, and then five is coming out in November, not October. Oh, so, so it's going to be eight weeks in between. 
Well, yeah, or at least yeah, eight weeks between the two. Books. I, I am I am buying fifty five gallon drums of water. I'm uh, I'm buying provisions what and uh, to, lots to of canned <laughs> goods. Um, yeah, I've uh, I've got a guns really and, and yeah, ammunition. I, no, I, I the only reason why I'm just like clarifying in terms of what the real time is. I don't give a shit. They're, they're, they're going. They're going. I guess. Yeah, but there are people that are like insanely. Of pissed I'm off never about going to buy Marvel like, comics <laughs> ever again. Well, the only thing I find really strange about this is that it's them making this announcement and not DC. I mean. <laughs> I, if anything was going to be like late, I would figure it'd be fifty-two. You know? Yeah. yeah. Thank wow. God. And you know, well, and we saw what happened with Infinite Crisis when it was you know rushed because of the pending deadlines of fifty-two. Fifty-two was written to be in real time, not just fifty-two weeks, but these specific fifty-two weeks on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Fifty-two Thanksgiving. Right. Comes yeah. out. There were fireworks on the Fourth of July. I mean, uh-huh. Giffen and Rucka and those guys that I've had on uh, Word Balloon have said it's like shit. If we, you know. It's not going to be us. If there's a blizzard in Canada, that's what's going to make 52 late. But they had months of, of, of issues in the can, so this wouldn't happen. Right. So, But with all that said, I understand the, the people that are upset. It's their first, it may be their first in some cases, event where they really feel like they're being fucked. We're older. We're jaded. We've been through this a million times. <laughs> Don't all so events fuck you a, sooner or later? Yeah, sooner or later. <laughs> but I think we reach that level of saturation where we're like... Yeah, all right. You know, whatever. No, I'll mean, buy it. Okay. It's always easier after the first Well, time. I did you think, know? I thought the, the most in, uh, interesting post that I had seen about this whole fiasco was uh, somebody had come on and said that um, they found it interesting that, you know, Marvel makes sort of excuses for this for, for Mark Millar and, and Steve McNiven. Yet when Dan Slott was late on She Hulk and The Thing, an editor from Marvel came. I think it was Tom Brevert, Vert, Vert, whatever. Yeah, and and just like completely. He's Dutch, isn't he? Oh, was mad at. Oh, and he just like yeah, like oh, threw him under the bus, <laughs> threw him under the bus completely, and said, you know, well, you know, I love I love Dan, but you know, he's never on time, and and wow. you know, and and I know this is kind of embarrassing, but if if this will get him to get his books on time, so I thought that was kind of interesting that you know, in wow. one case with a book like The Thing or She Hulk. Well, I guess you can you can afford to be a little more callous <clears throat> towards books that aren't of the same um, magnitude. magnitude. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Jinx, oh. Jinx. <laughs> With something like this, this giant event no, being late, you, you've got to try to play it down because you don't yeah. want anybody panicking. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, the, actually, I'd be curious to hear what Mark from Dark Tower thinks because I think if anyone truly, he honestly, he, man, he, because he think. no, because I think over. if anyone really does have oh, a legitimate, good beat, God, no, it it's is, over. It is comic <laughs> store owners now. Now, and, now and it, that's the they're the only group of people that are complaining that I can sympathize with. So, I mean, does are you getting were you getting a lot of unique customers because of the event of Civil War? We were to a degree. We were getting a lot of people coming in just for Civil first time. War. Yeah. First time or people stuff? came haven't bought in a long time that heard about it from their buddies who still collect and okay. and stuff and I'm this is going to hurt it cuz it's already getting annoying to the point where I have to tell I mean a dozen people a day that no, the book's not coming in until September. Sure. No, the next issue won't be until November. Uh, I mean, we, this this should have been wrapped up by Christmas. Now we're looking at Easter. Right, right. And and, <laughs> and, 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 and the domino and then, effect of all the yeah, other and then all the other titles that are getting pushed back to it. Sure. It affects our business because we're not going to make as much money in those weeks. Now it's being Absolutely. spread out all the way to April, when so. they could have had some other books in those times. So right, it, it gets it's a pain in the ass. And it's and it is not just civil so war. Goddamn, they get you your said. shit on time. 
Well, yeah. No, I understand that. And, uh, well, has Marvel, like, have, do you have Marvel contacts that you talk to? That they, oh, like, all the time. Well, I'm asking. A comic <laughs> store. They no, give a shit about well, but, me. No, I know that some stores do have kind of an in in terms of yeah, Marvel guys like that Lone are, Star and Mile High and right. stuff that have been around for 25 or 30 years. <laughs> Maybe. No, well, they, they give a shit about the little guys. Maybe if I, you had a better attitude, mister. No, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, that's, that's, you know, in this era of corporations taking over and stuff, like local comic stores are like the last bastions of mom and pop stores and that's why I do think and I can appreciate the legitimate gripe from them saying you know you're kind of fucking us for a few months here after making yeah, but a I big mean, deal nobody Civil War never existed I mean they're, they're, you're, certainly you're Marvel doesn't want this to happen either that... and everyone understands that you know, but it's well, but it's money you lay out for a product that now well, they haven't paid for it correct yet. me if I'm wrong because but of one book it's causing across the board delays yeah, it isn't just one book, man. But it's not one book. It's every two weeks is now going to be out six weeks late. Yeah, but it's not cancellations. It's delays. You're going to get your money eventually. Well, if those, if the point of we're losing, it's the point of they could have filled up that time. <laughs> quit, quit stroking your Hawkeye and then you. talk to us there, Chief. Touching my sentinel, sentinel right now. Oh, it's a sentinel. Sorry, that's a sentinel. That's a sentinel. Baby. Glasses, um, <laughs> no, it's the point that they've spread it out so far now that in the months that. Civil War wouldn't be around, they would, of course, fill that with something else. So, theoretically, I'm losing money. Right. I mean, at this point, though, I because... Mean, I am losing money. People see it as like, well, you're just getting the money later. I am getting the money later, but uh, hopefully I, they would have had something else going on at that time period also, because they just have a big event. I mean, Everybody's got their big events. You're given the option at this point, though, since it's um, a comic that's been pushed back or delayed, it's not meeting its deadline, that you could... Uh, theoretically, if you think it's not going to bring you any money, you could just cancel the orders, couldn't you? Nope. You can't. No, they See? give you they give you they give you cancellation date like issues you can cancel. I thought that if due to due to orders being delayed, blah blah blah. These titles can be reduced and or canceled. It huh. doesn't mean across the board. There you go. Now we do buy no. enough that I'm sure if I yelled at our rep, I'm sure we'd probably get something. But so you're stuck buying them whether yeah. they come out you know, pretty much in three yeah. months there or six go, months. Secret war. But how many of those new unique you know people are going to be patient? Again, we're jaded. We're used to it. It's not a big deal. We waited for Kingdom Come. Waited for we waited, waited for Ultimate. We've been waiting for Ultimates. Like I said to Bendis, I, I waited years <coughs> for Dave Stevens to finish The Rocketeer. I wait for Planetary whenever it comes there out. There you go. No, but again, no, we're, no. we're in the habit. You've got all these new readers coming in for this event. I can appreciate where the local stores are coming from. Uh, and again, I, they're the only ones that I think have a legitimate right. Readers, get used to it. It's fucking comics. I mean, it just, <laughs> seriously, it happens. Ding, it ding, ding. Ding, ding. So, as we know it. I'll just uh, wait for the trade. And all right. feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> Crank's waiting for the trade. Um, <laughs> five classic Vertigo debut issues are now available online. I actually um, downloaded the 100 Bullets debut issue. I've got this That's trade. Cool. I've got it as a single issue. And uh, now yeah, you so have it digital, and now I have it as a PDF. Yeah, uh, they're offering it as PDF format, right? Yeah, smart and what, move. What's really cool, and for me anyway, is that you know I've got the I got the trade, I got the single issue, but the PDF of Hundred Bullets number one, it's like this kind of in progress PDF. Some of it's colored, oh, really? some of it's oh, not, and some of it's partially colored. So if you want to see some really kick-ass Eduardo Rizzo art, oh, that's black cool. and white, that's cool. It's really freaking awesome. That's odd that they would do that. Yeah. You figure it'd be simple for them to take just their print files and just generate digital files from them. Well, that makes it unique, though, as that's opposed true. Yeah, to just is. another incarnation of something that's been oh. traded and 
collected a million times. And they are offering just this not as a preview. It's not like you're trying to sell it. Like no. Yeah, sell well, the, the yeah. digital download. Well, and they had that uh, yeah. famous first uh, collection of, of Vertigo stuff. So I think they are at the point now where it's like, all right, you know, what else can we do with this? Yeah. Huh. yeah. So I, I, again, I think it's this first step in towards the eventual digital comic world when we go to the paperless totally. society. And, you know, it's like... It, Totally smart move. They're not taking that. <laughs> they're not taking that Marvel approach of let's shove it into a flash file and force people to read it at a certain pace and add in goofy sound effects and vocals and some, What's somehow wrong with it's, that true believer. Somehow it's a car- <laughs> somehow nice. it's a cartoon now and not a comic book. No, great Jack yeah. Kirby impersonation. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Ouch, no. babe. Ouch, babe. All right, for the hundred, for the hundredth time, my my iTunes idea. Create a Marvel or a DC <coughs> store at the iTunes Music Store. You go there. There is a k- shut up crank. There is a, a catalog of certain titles that you can go to. Amazing Spider-Man. You click on that, and you have That'll however work. however many amazing, amazing, amazing Spider-Man issues. Download it for a dollar. You get the full print PDF version that Marvel had sent to the printer. On the last page of that comic, you have a coupon that says for 99 cents off the current version of Amazing Spider-Man, take this coupon into your local comic shop. Coupon. And... Coupon. (laughs) Coupon. Um, Sorry. Make these things available for a buck download through iTunes and make a a, a dollar coupon that you can take in. No skin in the game and you're opening up comics to every iTunes... You've just subscriber. saved the industry. Excellent <laughs> <laughs> idea, but at the current time, there's a hitch. Okay. Um, iTunes, uh, and I get this from um, their uh, iTunes <coughs> department, their whatever their mm-hmm. sales department or whatever. iTunes right now is not currently supporting selling any kind of ebook format like PDF. They'll include PDFs with albums as sure. part of album sales. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe if they wrapped it into some sort of like audio media sale. That's right, true believer. You know, faked it or something, <laughs> you know, a loophole kind of the thing. The Iran Comics podcast? Yeah, but, 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 what, <laughs> but what, what does it take <clears throat> for a, a company like Time Warner, who oh, has some music interest, to say, you know what? We, they can we, do it themselves. Right, yeah. Chris, yeah, but, but everyone they, is waiting for the right interface they need these to facilitate a PDF that is that is as warm and friendly as a book. It's coming. That's, I think it's, and it's exactly. coming. They're going to screw it up. They're going to screw it up with DRM. Sure. They're going to screw it up with they're better a whole to wait. bunch well, of things. They, it, it, they it, did, but they did try the, digital comics it's online. It's about distribution, though. And oh, iTunes yeah, no. is the only distribution model out there That's that working. people are familiar with. Yep. And, well, and it handles PDFs. Wait a minute. Hold on. Actually, Hold on a minute. There's plenty of other places where people download ebooks. is by far the most popular. It is the most popular. But Amazon is about to get into the music and movie download business. Google is already in that business as well. All these companies are... Actually, The sharks are circling the blood trail, believe me. They just want to wait and feed when <laughs> when the temperature is right. If they worked that's out some sort of weird for. thing with uh, like some place like YouTube that's got you know national recognizability, uh, is that the word recognition? 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too bright. Um, no, it, it, you know, if they work out something with a uh, YouTube Every or something f- like that, even where they could distribute their products, you know. <laughs> and anyway, it, they, iTunes is a great idea, but like I said, iTunes themselves are not wanting to get into that right now. Yeah. So. Well. Um, and YouTube is still an outlaw website right now. Is it? Yeah, I don't think they're w- being war- welcomed with open arms by all the. Well, no, I mean, they're getting slapped with a lot of things yeah. of, like cease and desist <laughs> exactly. and stuff. Yeah, but they don't I mean, play yeah, our pilot. Like it, but it's like, it is the Napster of, that's, of I mean, Flash. That's knee jerk. That's knee jerk, and that's right. going to settle down. Well, well sure. Yeah. 
Anyway, kudos to Vertigo for... Go to VertigoBooks.com. Yeah, that's a good yes. idea. VertigoBooks.com. Uh, 100 Bullets, Preacher, Fables, Why the Last Man, and Sandman, number one issues are available. I think the, the PDFs are like 9 meg, so if you have broadband, Something you know, like that. So, Some boom. Probably it's, between 9 and 20. So real high quality, beautiful. Cool. And if you want to look at some 100 Bullets stuff in black and white, it's freaking gorgeous. Oh, that's cool. Um, all right, next story. Um, Spider-Man... Comic books in newspapers. So uh, yeah, uh, if if you uh, are listening to this on Monday, you live in the Chicago area. uh, Look through your Sunday Sunday Sun Times from yesterday. Dig through the garbage. Yeah, dig through the garbage (laughs) and pull out that Amazing Fantasy 15. Are they actually like including a? What, what's the format? I have no. I'll I, find out I on think Sunday. It is an actual comic. Yeah, is it they're, not, the they're not just printing the thing down on like newsprint no, or whatever. No. It's it's kind no, of it's like inserted. It's a throwback yeah. to the Will Eisner spirit. Yeah, of, or they're uh, inserting an actual evil. book in into the uh, into the yeah, it's newspaper. Like, it, it's well, parade or whatever passes for parade these days. I'm not up to, on my Sunday supplements. I actually read I the newspaper. Yeah, there you go. So I think it's great. Awesome idea. The only the only thing that kind of worries me is. I think they're outside of Amazing Fantasy 15. Then they're going to go to like the 70s run, and that's where they're going to start. Like you know, the, the other, start with the like other books. Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Well, that's kind of what I think. Although maybe that's still enough of a property that they don't want to give that away. Give that away, yeah. You got all the trades, the hard pack, hard. So yeah. if well, you're I, gonna, you if, you're, if you're gonna do it, do it all the way and lose money. Yes. Doing it for yeah, what? No, Just I, so I've you feel seen, better about it? I've seen about a million of those uh, Ultimate Spider-Man trade paperbacks, the everywhere. first ones, in 50-cent kind of things everywhere. Mm-hmm. You might as well give it away at this point. I don't know, man. I think the trade still sells. Well, the I first, the first issue. Still the hardcover's hard still out exactly. there. Hardcover. I mean, you're there talking you to a guy that just bought all the hardcovers. <laughs> <There you> go, <laughs> I understand that, yeah. yeah but but if the first yeah. issue. But the hardcover's a different... Hardcover well, is animal. animal. The it first is. issue, that's not... But seriously, that, that, the that is of, the thing uh, I see most. I, I, I think go to the eras where there were, like, one-and-done books, but I'm worried about it being the 70s. What were you going to say? Well, well, well I was going to... I mean, I, I, I mean I, I, it is honestly the thing I see the most in those trade uh, bins. bins, and bins and stuff yeah, like I, I see Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1, the mm-hmm. trade paperback. and. Uh, well, I mean, in the 70s, that was when the... the Strip was syndicated anyway. That was like seventy seven or something like that. Yep. The comic strip. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When it was syndicated, so I mean, kind of makes sense. Right here in put, Chicago. Kind of makes sense to go ahead and put the seventy stuff in there again. Yeah. I guess. You know, I guess. Yeah. Sort of way. Some of that stuff's going to be kind of dated, right? That's my point. Yeah, that's what e- I'm worried about. Yeah. Especially I love that like first panel though, where he's holding up the bus and the people. I remember. <laughs> 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 you know, and actually, the the, su- the newspaper strip is still running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because uh, I know Alex Savick does the Sunday version of the strip, and I guess I want to say Larry Lieber. Uh, Stan's brother is still involved with the strip as well. I mean, technically it says Stan, but it's kind of like Stanley presents, and the, the reality is, I think it's Larry Lieber. And I know for Sundays it's Larry. <laughs> Stan's Lieber. moved on to television. That's He's right, got, true, who wants to be a superhero? Have you watched that crap yet? It's yeah. pretty <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, that's a different show. I, yeah, I, I haven't watched it. it just it, ugh, okay. Ugh. Not not too much on a tangent, but I was watching it last night where he was <laughs> chewing out this guy for being a stripper. Stan. While in the background is a picture of uh, Stripperella, stripperella. <laughs> <laughs> like Stan. Right. <laughs> well, you know the thing that I, I you know, the, the it, it tainted it for me was 
the fact that like all those people on there are are all like they're, they're all like I'm actors. Now. Yeah. Yeah, None of it. They're not. Actors. Well, yeah. well, this guy was an actor, and he was. I mean, he used to be a male stripper. And it's like <laughs> strippers aren't heroes, and in the back there's Pam Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that is good. It's all fake. It's all yeah. totally. Yeah, it, it's well, it's silly, and unfortunately, it perpetuates the myth that we are all you know snot nosed people in our basement that don't get a lot. of We are all people that would sit in a comic shop on a Friday evening right, talking about five comics. hours. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Next story. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> yeah, move right. on. Move it on. Move last on. story. Uh, hitting stores last week was the um, truly fantastic grounded trade paperback. Trade paperback. I wanted to get this in the news. Um, I don't think that... Free. You got yours for free? What? Ivan gave me one. Suck it! <laughs> oh, Mr. Big Comic Book Artist. Wait, wait, who, who, who no, gave you one? Well, Mark, Ivan. Well, actually, Speak Mark, into the microphone. No, I'm sorry. I keep saying Ivan gave me one, but he didn't. He gave me another one. Mark gave me one. Ivan oh, gave you a 24 7. Right, bring everyone up to yeah, this. What, this is uh, Grounded by Mark Sable oh, yeah, yeah. and Paul Azaceta, who cor- he corrected me on the pronunciation of his name like eight times at the convention. Because you're kind so, of an idiot. Azteca or something? I, Azaceta. As a kid, yeah, as a setup. It's Joe. Make it simple. Where's the Ellis Island guys when you need them? Fine, Sam Smith, move along. Next. (laughs) Hey, who the hell are you? Hey, Mark. Do you have a grounded trade? I picked one up here? at the show last week. The There's grounded, one on the yeah. rack it's, out it's a nice. Uh, the art's great. As a Paul's stuff is is really nice. Paul, it's about a, and this is something that he he was kind of downplaying this. But I guess at San Diego, Mike Mignola came up and said that... Is that how you say his name? Mignola? Yeah. The Jesus yeah. sign. No, I don't know. Is that how you yeah, say his name? Yeah, I, I said Mignola yeah. forever. But um, uh, Mignola said that Azaceta was his favorite artist. He's really good. Um, and it's, oh, it com- it's completely yeah. different. If you're not reading Talent by uh, Boom Studios, please check out Just wait Talent. for the movie. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Or the next sci-fi <laughs> TV show. Um, uh, anyway, um, Grounded is a story... It, it's roundabout check it out it's a, it's a kid that ends up going to a superhero school even though he doesn't have superpowers yeah, it's sky high you know you could have done it for your top of the stack it's, yeah. it's a less disnified sky high yeah. is what it if you wanted to you know, push it um, Joe Casey was doing something like that like a year ago yeah it? but two? the uh, intimates yeah the intimates yes. sort of like that yes. too all right, and that's the news. You're on to Ultimate uh, Spider-Man. Uh, that's not part of your newscast. What the hell? Bagley's leaving Ultimate Spider-Man at one at one ten. What more do you need now? Yeah, longest run ever. All right, okay. we'll, miss <laughs> we'll miss you, Bagley, on Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, All right, on. those are your uh, uh, top stories for the week. It means it's time to move over to top of the stack. Top, top of the stack. Top of the stack. Of the stack. Of the stack. That's right, top of the stack. It's our chance to let you, the listener, know what the panel has been reading for the last week. Who would like to go first with their top of the stack? Oh, Sal. Oh, gosh. I, I'm so excited Boy, about you this know, one. Sal, new company was coming. Look what he's got in his top of the stack. No, I'm not actually going to. I'm not going to embarrass Sal, Mike. Sal was waving around uh, uh, Runaways, Runaways 19. 19. Yeah, but I'm... I've Featuring art by a certain it is, Mr. If, Mike Norton. Suck up. Well, I'm not going to do it as my top of the stack, but if if you haven't read Runaways before, pick it up. Cause Isn't that Julie? Shut <laughs> <laughs> uh, up. Mike did an awesome job on on this issue, and it's congratulations, gorgeous. wonderful debut. How did how did the signing go uh, downtown this week? 
pretty good. Did you win? Yeah. yeah, I won. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Oh, con- I had a contest with Sean McKeever. Yeah, McKeever was out in L.A. or what something. Store? He was in Las Vegas. It was, it was what? How many strippers could sign your book and you won? <laughs> what store were you at uh, downtown? Yeah. Chicago. Uh, and all the strippers oh, hang cool. out down at the Loop at Graham Crackers. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. No, not Chicago. It was Gra- Graham Grand Crackers. crackers. Sorry. Sorry. Right next to that awesome diner that's like right at the Mabel's. I've never been there. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Ram Crackers is cool too, don't get me wrong. You forgot Windy City. Windy City. You got the owner of Dark Tower here who's just like, you know, pumping all the other you know, stores. The vein in his head is pulsing. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, you're top of the stack. So. Uh, my top of the stack is Dead Man, number one from Vertigo. Was that any good? All I yeah, saw was a was preview that, at the end of the Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I really liked it. It was. Um, yeah. The art was really good. It reminded me, I don't know if it's the same guy, uh, John Watkiss. Um, I oh, think, I know that name. Yeah. I think what he did he uh, Trigger Effect. Trigger. Yes. Yeah, oh, which was yes, phenomenal. Of yeah, Love Trigger. Trigger. That's what, yeah, great. So, fantastic art. Um, this is sort of a retelling of the Dead Man it's a mythos, no, it's but it's a, not the it's same Dead Man. Dead it's a different Dead another Man. Another reboot, right? It's a, yeah, it's basically another reboot, and it's a little more yeah, grounded in... Yeah, I wouldn't even call in, it that necessarily. Yeah, I think Frost and Brand is still going to exist. I think this is just a Vertigo story that happens to be called Dead Man. And it's about a guy who comes back from the dead. Right. Which is um, The beginning of the story was really interesting. It was sort of uh, all told in flashbacks and flash forwards and flash sideways. Dreamy sequence stuff. Yeah, like very. It, but it's it's basically a dead man in limbo trying to figure out where he's at and what happened to him, and he doesn't realize that he's dead. And his brother, his dead brother, is also trying to help him through that and trying to help him cross over. Okay. But as we find out in the story, um, he ends up in a plane crash. Him and his brother are both pilots, and they end up crashing the 747, fully loaded passenger 747, um, and sort of uh, you have to figure out why they crashed. And th- and at the end of it, you find out that his brother had something to do with it. And okay. that's what sets him off from not crossing over and becoming dead man, coming back, and now he wants to find out why his brother crashed this plane. Does he get the right costume? No. No costume. Sorry. I just let you say that whole thing. I, I bought that book. I haven't read it yet. You just completely oh, ruined it for me. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. No, it's all right. It's my fault. It's still good. I mean, it's still... I, I, well, yeah, I kind of gave it all away, but... That's all right. I must still read it. It's it's really good. Um, I'm glad it's good, though. Bruce Jones uh, is so much better... And, I, and this is not a backhanded compliment, but I seriously, I love Bruce Jones's non-superhero stuff. So I think he's more, more fit I for his it. Hulk run. I liked I, it too, but it, it almost would have been better if it wasn't the Hulk and just but like what was it? Somerset Holmes back in the day, yeah, like twenty years ago. That was so yeah, great. real good stuff. And uh, and Alien Worlds and all the all the cool Pacific comic book stuff that he used to do. I'm, I like Bruce Jones a lot, and I'm really happy he is in Vertigo because I think that's a great. I think yeah, I think and it's I mean, a, it's a great place for him. And and this was like I said, the the beginning of it is really interesting. The way he puts it together and and sort of retells this story. Um, it, it it felt a lot like um, oh geez, what's that? Uh, the film like Dead Man? No, no, no. <laughs> it's like a f- <laughs> uh, film about the Vietnam vet who's like losing Jacob's his mind. Ladder? Yes, Jacob's oh, okay, Ladder. That's yeah. kind of what it felt like. That's the cool. a lot, of, but it was really uh, well. That, again, that's horror, and that's yeah, Bruce Jones. Yeah. That's one of his so. strengths. I mean, he's a great horror writer. No, I think he's great fit for Vertigo. Very cool. Mortal Dead Man number one. That's my top of the stack. Mortal Crank, you got anything for us this week? Uh, I got nothing. No, um, not not this week. I read uh, Rip Fables last week, I think. 
Is uh-huh. that when that came out? Yeah, yeah, Fables, 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 Fables. Actually, I think you're thinking. Oh, yeah, actually, both did come out last week. Fables, Fables and Jack of Fables, did they not? Uh, Jack oh. Fables, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, it was a couple oh, weeks ago. Fables still hung up on Wizard World. Fables, I love Fables, but Fables has, like, slow periods for me. Where, like, there are certain issues I'm just sort of, like, I have to. It takes me some effort to read through them. Yeah, kind sometimes. Of. Um, especially when it goes off into the like, there was a no. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like a couple of years no, ago, or a couple of years, a couple of issues ago, there was a whole one about the wooden soldiers that was like all told as a, a fable, I guess. Right. But you know, I mean, <laughs> like, but it, you know, it's something. How fitting? Did you like the Arabian story? I thought that was really. Cool. I, I, mean, I think they're cool, but like I like to see what's happening now. Oh, the love story sort of, like, between the, the two, the two. Yeah, the two uh, wooden oh, people. Oh, I like that. That was nice. It just took me a while to read through it. You're wrong. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. You? No, but yeah, I, I read Fables this week. Okay. Last week, whatever it was. It was this week. Yeah, I, I or no, it was confused, last week. See, I'm the same way. Last week. I'm, I'm, I enjoyed I, it. Dude, my, my, my to read pile after Wizard World is probably four feet tall. That's that's how I am, too. Yeah. Yeah, I had to buy the last 12 issues of Runaways to catch up. Yeah, thanks, well, you, Mike. You should have done that. Anyway. <laughs> I keep hearing that, yeah. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good book. Mike, Mike, what you been reading? Um, well, uh,. I don't know if I have a a recent top of the stack. I've yeah, I've, made, I've been reading other stuff that I have. I've got a bunch of stuff. I read. Uh, we we've heard on Crankcast how you treat your comics. Yeah, well, <laughs> rolled up on the floor. The way you, supposed to be. I, as, I aspire to be. Some of them are cat scratched. Yeah. Oh, a lot of them are cat scratched. Actually, <laughs> he, he used he used a whole my cat used a whole long box as a scratching post. Oh once. God! Yeah, it's pretty rough. My Fantastic Fours are all shredded at the top. But uh, uh, I read this week. I read uh, Fifty Two with a uh, booster in it. And uh, stop it! No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Did he no die? Sister. No, sp- I didn't no, read no it. Spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not going to well, say spoiler, any spoilers. Spoiler for Sally. Well, I'm just going to. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just going to say I don't feel so bad that Booster was left around after my favorite character Beetle died. I don't feel so bad anymore. anymore. All right, cool. Can you share that uh, whole hatred of why are they killing all the characters that I love from the '80s? Well, they all hate maybe I, I may. Characters? I had that for like a second, but not really. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, I just didn't like the way Court was taken out like a 52, uh, new <laughs> She-Hulk with uh, Rich, Rich Burchett, uh coming back on. I mean, not coming back on, but replacing Paul Smith. That's pretty good. Um, and uh, that's about that's about it that I'm reading right now. I'm in the middle of reading a bunch of different stuff. Though, so what are you so. drawing these days? I'm in the middle of Runaways 21 right now. Okay. So. Awesome. Mr. Sumters. Uh I'm still on uh, both post San Diego and Chicago like <laughs> hung, hangover. So yeah, my my stack is ridiculously large. So um, I did read 52 this week and I and I enjoyed it, uh, and it didn't upset me in the least that someone died. And uh, <laughs> uh, but, no, also, but what I do want to point out that I guess is a couple weeks old that I was really excited about was Jack of Fables. Um, and I guess I am a couple weeks late, but I just I'm, picked it up. It's an excellent. Don't spoil companion. that for me, please. Yeah, I, thought I just know, bought it. It, it, it is, and, I, and yeah, and I and I agree with you, Chris. I think there are times that that Fables does kind of lag, and I wasn't sure if I was going to pick up Jack of Fables, and I'm glad I did because. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, the art is different, and that's fine. The co-writer seems to be working well. It still sounds like Willingham's voice. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that there's a companion book to Fables. I think it's a great thing. And I'm just thrilled that Willingham has been rediscovered because, shit, I was a fan, you know, 25 years ago. And 
it's just cool that suddenly he's like the new the new toy, and everyone's like, Reed oh, Elementals. This is so he's gonna exactly. he's gonna win like you know best new artist. Uh, exactly. best yeah. new <laughs> he's a young gun. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. he's a new young gun. Yeah. Yeah. And the books also got uh, Andrew. He's a Andrew Chicago art team, so he should support it anyway. Yeah, Andrew Pepoy's inking. Yeah. Um, Tony. What? Tony Akins. Tony Akins right. is penciling. That's exactly. Uh, right. Both of them are really swell guys. They're, you know, they're I mean, great guys. They're Chicago guys. Yeah, Andrew, doing yeah. That? I was talking to Andrew. Tony Akins has been on the store. He's another very tall man. It's Peepoy, yeah, technically. Peepoy. If, 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 if we struggle at uh, proper uh, pronunciation. He'll, I'm sure he'll forgive me. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's corrected me before. But no, I uh, I saw him at Wizard Chicago, and he's he said he and uh, Aikens used to be in college together, so it's funny that it took them 20 years before they finally started to get to work on a, on a book together. So that's kind of Yeah, cool. I mean, uh, get these Andrew's, people in the shop. Shoot, Andrew's been inking for, oh, yeah. God, ever. <laughs> and he is bringing back Katie Keene to the world of Archie, and he's very happy about that. Good for you, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, I'll go next. And Chris, we, what's your top of the stack? My top of the stack this is going to be a big shocker. Is it a Greg Rucka book? <laughs> <laughs> I like this book too. Uh, no. Yes. yes. You know, I know Greg Rucka. I could have him call you or something. <laughs> Say hello. You, please don't you know do that Greg Rucka. Please don't do that to me, Mike. <laughs> you worked on a Greg Rucka book, didn't you? Yeah, I know him all right. I don't like call him on the weekends. Or I do. <laughs> um, Alright, I'm doing a Greg Rucka book this week. And you know it, that book is just Queen and Country with Superheroes, right? It is Queen and Country with Superheroes. Oh, right. It's so freaking good. I love it. Have you guys read um, Between the... Go ahead and tell, tell I, me. I, uh, checkmate. Um, everybody that listens to the show knows, number one, I'm, I'm mostly a Marvel guy. And number two, I, I love <coughs> Queen and Country and pretty much anything Greg Rucka writes. I'm reading Checkmate, and I could give... Two rats' asses about most of these characters. Who's in that? Maybe even half well, a rat. That's always the hallmark of a Mr. Good Terrific. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alex Scott, you know, Green Lantern, you know, Golden Age Green Lantern. I I don't care about Sasha Fire. Bordeaux or Mr. Terrific or Alan Scott and Fire. Uh, whoever the the, the uh, Fire. Yeah, yeah the who the hell is Fire? Fire's a jail. Um, another that, that, 80s character that's that didn't neat get though, killed. Right? I mean, they're bringing up they're bringing um, up all these characters that nobody uh, gives a crap. Waller, the 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 white the wall. We love Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. It's I don't know the. These characters, uh, I, I've never. Those I, really, all the people that are in that. Yeah. I should go back. Oh, uh, oh uh, like uh, uh, Doctor Vertigo is that Count Vertigo? Count Vertigo. Count He's oh. actually the, the my favorite character in that book. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like one too. There, he dresses there, like, there like one. party people. It's Count Vertigo, ladies and gentlemen. There are like eighty-five <laughs> DC characters in here that I know little to nothing about, and Rucka has assembled them into like this organization. And every every issue, it's laid out. You know, it's like this is the 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 queen, the king, the knight, the oh. bishop, and checkmate. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into the minutia of it. It, it, it very much is like prisoner. No, checkmate yeah. checkmate is DC Shield for a lack of a better comparison. Mm-hmm. But I think Rucka has kind of upped the game by giving it a very real world uh, politic uh, element to it because. Israel acts like Israel in Checkmate. Checkmate mm-hmm. is a world organization. Countries are represented. China acts like China. Israel acts like Israel. There are big the Americans bickering. act like Americans. Absolutely, and and it's it's a it is a complicated structure. But if you know your uh, DC history of Suicide Squad and Checkmate, it's it's fascinating. You don't even have and, and, and you're and you're entertained. And you don't know this. It, it, that's it, cool too. I love Queen and Country. This is Queen and Country with superheroes. It, it's it you have. To sit down and read this book, and I mean, I don't you you don't have to study it, but it's fun. It's political. 
it's, it's good action. It, great action. It's you've got you've got politics, you've got action and black ops and politics and politics. Well, but more politics. Machina, more I mean, politics. Ex Machina has local politics. Checkmate has world politics. Yeah. And it, and I credit both of these writers for making politics work in a comic book, or at least work for me and obviously yeah. for Chris. My theory, I think that the superheroes, the frontline superheroes that are in Checkmate now. You'll notice our JSA members, uh -huh. and I think John's even said that they're going to be JSA members when Justice Society comes out. I have a feeling those characters are going to pull away from Checkmate, and yep. you'll be left with more of the espionage angle, and, and they're almost there to make Checkmate more palatable for the people mm -hmm. that are jumping on now. It's an entry. And then they'll pull sure. back, and I think, you know, the Sasha Bordeaux's, the, the uh, Israeli representative of Checkmate, the Chinese representative, those guys are going to probably take more of a center stage. Well, and here we but are saying that they don't do anything weird, you know? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. you got a book like Checkmate. The, the, go, this, this issue actually started the, the pullback of Alan Scott in Checkmate. I don't know if that's going to continue. This is issue five that I'm talking about, by the way. Um, Will somebody the, tell me what happened is I... Uh, that's coming in fifty two. Oh, yeah, I Christ! Think I don't have the time to wait. I'm going to know until you know. Real, real quick, real quick. The cru <laughs> the crux of this issue, um, this one is called Selection. One of the knights was killed in an earlier issue, and a big part of this issue is about four recruits that are basically being winnowed down to become the next black knight in Checkmate. And it follows them, but then it also has a lot of the backstory and what they're doing and, and uh, the other stuff with Alan Scott and Mr. Terrific. And it, Checkmate's great. Check it out. It's, it's issue five. Fun. Get them all. It, it walks they're, they're fantastic. A, it walks a real fine line of what is acceptable in the real world that DC feels is safe enough to like mm -hmm. put in a book. But it doesn't get as 9/11y or or the war on take, terror. Take it, take out Al Qaeda and enter uh, Cobra. Exactly, exactly. See, I, I, I got mixed feelings on books like that because I, I never feel like I should be aware of politics going on in a book. But it, <laughs> but, it, but it, that's what it is. It's, I, it's but, it's, but it's interesting because Rucka has really invented this whole political structure and debates using real world themes. Like I said, China acts like China. Israel acts like Israel. And, and America does act like the current America, mm -hmm. and and that's interesting. But by the same token, it's not from t snatched from today's headlines to the point where you are well, feeling fine. like I mean, you that's, know they're that's preaching basically to the you. same kind of geek moment. That's basically the same kind of messages that Star Trek would make back yes, in its day exactly. about no, politics is. that were current for the time. Yeah, nerds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we've we've got um, a, a special oh. guest appearance on top of the stack, Dave? Mr. Dave Wachter, and he's got. Wait, two? Which one did you pick? No, I picked one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I picked it good. He winnowed it down. Yeah, I was going to say, man, he was debating the entire I time. I picked it up. <laughs> yeah, well, it. the other one was, uh, just so everybody knows, the other one was The Escapist, Brian K. Vaughn's new book, which is issue incredible. Two? Issue two. But oh, I'm issue not, a great James Jean cover. But I'm not doing that one. <laughs> but but go ahead and go cover. out and buy that because it's an incredible yeah, series. It's, no, it's a fun story. I wanted to talk about something that nobody else has been talking about, and I haven't heard anybody <laughs> talking about which is a Wildstorm Signature Series uh, book called Manifest Eternity. And any of you guys, any of you guys pick this up? Not, See, nope. this is why I want to talk nothing. about this. This is Scott Lobdell, 
And Dustin Nguyen? Nguyen? Nguyen, I think. Nguyen? That was your Lewis? Is he Jewish? Ivan Hay with the Hay. Is it Nguyen or Nguyen? And Chris, I'll defer to you. I have no idea. Well, I knew a kid when I was in grade school that his name was spelled the same and he was Vietnamese and his name was Nguyen, so I don't know. I thought I've heard Did he draw comments? Well, you know it's that guy. Anyway, letters, Jared, K. Fletcher. Dustin Nguyen, he was on Tom and Jump Street. And Batman. There was a Dustin Nguyen. And if I could talk about the book. If you like, <laughs> letter Jerry K. Fletcher, assistant editor Kristen Quinn, and editor Ben Abernathy. That's easy. Abernathy. <laughs> Everybody got that? I went, to, I went to high school with a kid. Ben, ben yeah, Abernathy. Did you go? He's the hero of Terry Brooks' Magic Kingdom <laughs> for Sale. Like you are just a pop culture <laughs> freak, aren't so you? So anyway, this book called Manifest Eternity, which it's is now uh, just uh, issue three, came out, I think, a week ago. Maybe two weeks ago. I'm sorry. Basically, what it is, it's a sci-fi book about... Um, well, Manifest Eternity comes from uh, the idea of Manifest Destiny. So the human race has basically conquered every other uh, race in its known universe. Uh, and it comes to a point where there's another universe that, that runs parallel to, to our universe. And inside that universe exists every kind of... Um, fable-like or fairy tale creature. So uh, in that universe is trolls and, uh, and dragons and, and fairies and things like that. And basically they've seen the humans take over their universe and they've said to themselves, well, you know, we're next. So we better strike first. So they come to our universe to kick some ass. To kick some ass, basically, yeah. And it's sort of a distant future kind of sci-fi Wow. Cool thing, and that then suddenly, cool and, it, and it's got a lot of cool flashbacks and everything about the old wars and when the humans were fighting against alien species. Then you see sort of current day when alien species are sort of integrated into society. There's still sort of this weird racism that's going on because we fought them once, and now suddenly, all of a sudden, there's dragons, trolls, and all that kind of stuff, which there's basically no defense for. And they're pissed. And it's and it's basically they say your god science cannot stop our our gods, magic of, gods. of magic. Okay. And uh, they come in and they just start kicking ass. That's what that dragon movie from a couple of years ago should have been. Was oh, the one with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. I guess I skipped that. Never mind. That I'm one. sorry. I, I still what age of. Uh, I don't remember. Oh come on. Fire. Come on, Craig. Uh, <laughs> Rain of fire. Rain of fire. Rain of fire. Well done, sir. Yeah. Come on, pop culture yeah, you man. See, we just hold it back, Norton. But it, Ooh, no, I remember it because that was the last time I ever saw Crank in a movie theater. <laughs> oh, do you blame hey. me? Wow. Hey, it's hard really to get to those movies. I'm going to stand up for Crank on that one. The last movie I saw in the theaters, I think, was Spider-Man Two. <laughs> All right, well, it's tough Spider to get Man out there. Spider-Man 2 came out a lot later than yeah, Reign of yeah, Fire. Yeah, well, older, okay. Got tired. But as for it's Manifest cool Eternity, dragons, you know, if One, you, you know, another cool thing dragon. that it reminded oh. me of, uh, just, just it, it struck a chord for me, is that it, uh, I haven't seen chord? it since I was a little a kid. God. Did I write no, this show? Mike's crying. The, the only thing, it, it's been years, you know, I was a little kid when I saw it, but it reminded me of... Star Blazers, and then throw in the fairy tale aspect of like the fable type creatures. Sure. Not even fairy tale. It's just that these things happen to exist in a different universe, and then suddenly they come in, and now you've got one year to save the Earth. That's cool. You know, kind of thing. And it's great. It's far future. It's uh, I don't know what to say on the cover there, Mike. It's probably. It does not say limited. It doesn't say limited series, so I'm going to guess that it's an ongoing. Buy it so it doesn't get canceled. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, really, because it is. The art is just. Freaking 
beautiful. Who's the art? The art's really pretty. I do remember actually. I remember glancing oh, through this now. The art is really pretty, but I found it kind of confusing in spots as far as. I don't know whether it's the layouts or yeah. I, I, at some spots, just looking at it, I was sort of like, well, it's not real clear to me what's going on. Right. Um, but that's just glancing through it, so, you know. Right. Well, I don't know. I understood everything that was going on when I, when I read yeah, it. Yeah, if I read it, i the kind of sure. thing where yeah. it gets you yeah. into a mood, it gets you into a zone. It, it's got uh, its own sort of feeling that it's bringing along with it. That's sort it's, of and it's really good-looking yeah. stuff. I just, yeah. I was, you know. And again, this was just casual perusal. Wildstorm, another example of the mainstream, you know, coming doing up with all these different really interesting. Yeah, mainstream midstream, I guess you call stuff. them. Yeah. yeah, they've I got they've got American Way, which I is a great X-Men. series. Ex Machina, Ex Machina. I keep forgetting that's a Wildstorm. Look, looking forward to Death Blow from Azarello coming up. Oh yeah. And uh, Gail Simone's uh, thing about the uh, heroes in the retirement community. I'm looking forward to that. Seriously. Uh, that Did you read cool. Black, Black Plague by Boom? That's uh, Casey. Casey's one shot. Yeah. Was that no, a one shot? That. Yeah, it is. It is a one shot. No. A, no. It's a limited. He's sitting here waiting for number Black two. Black Plague's a limited. Really? All right. Because yeah. I thought Richie. There's no way it's a one shot because it's and it's Yeah. I mean, right, never mind. I it's the worst one shot I've ever seen. I thought that's how Ross Richie described it. Your storytelling sucks, friend. All right. All right. All right. Let's get this train back on the tracks. Too late. Nah. Hey. Um. One. One note. Um. For top of the stack, um, one of our favorite books that it seems like it's eight months old to us, but it just came out last week. <coughs> Phonogram, new on shelves. Please, please, please check out Phonogram. I already bought it. Jeez, that's the one that's aping the uh, Buy another one. the album covers for yeah. the covers. Yes, right? yep. yeah. yes. Uh, Karen Gillan, uh, McKelvey um, doing the uh, Jamie McKelvey. Jamie McKelvey right. doing. Yeah, I remember because I saw it. And I, I, at first, I thought it was. Who uh, swears he he doesn't know he's never heard of uh, Photograph by Def Leppard, but I don't believe him. <laughs> well, ask him. How could you? How could you be older than you know, older than like twenty and not yeah. know that album or that song? It's Phonogram is absolutely fantastic. It should be on your. Hopefully, it's already sold out. If it is, reorder it, whatever. But please pick up Phonogram. Kieran and and McKelvey have done an amazing job on this book. So, so when I first saw this, I thought it was an Oni book, and then I realized it was an image book. Yeah, it's an image book. It is it is fantastic. Um, guys, that is our top of the stack. Uh, we've got a, a couple announcements to, to roll through here. Uh, we are now proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. The CPN is a collection of some of the best comic podcast network uh, comics podcasts on the net. You can learn more about the network Have and find drink. more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Uh, thanks t- uh, to all of the forum posts this week. Uh, great job, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, just so everyone is aware, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays at our forum at aroundcomics.com. Check those out. Uh, please give us your input, uh, questions, comments, and we will try and get them into the show. Uh, our July-August contest, Write Tom's Comic. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. Please check that out. we got one more week on that. The Listener LCS Challenge, please download our flyer, put that up in your local comic shop. Just tape it right over any criminal flyers (laughs) that you see. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry, Ed. Uh, If you do so, uh, send us an email. We'll mention you and your comic shop on the show and put a link to the shop on the... uh, on aroundcomics.com. Uh, vote for us at Podcast Alley. Vote for us at uh, um, iTunes. In, or, reviews, yeah, we review, blah, blah, blah. 
Thank you, youbynow.com. I'd like to thank everyone today. John, Mike, Crank, John, Dave. Thanks for hosting. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Hey, anytime. You guys I mean, the, you guys are at least two hours a week uh, of entertainment for us. I put a, a, the review for, for Crankcast. You guys are the best <laughs> morning radio <laughs> show in Chicago. It's one, once a week. I listen to Crankcast on my way to work. and better like a than, more polite Howard Stern. Yes. Well, no. Not, not even nearly as polite as Howard Stern. But please, uh, 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 Crankcast, a shout-out for you guys. Um, Crank. Give us the, the Hollywood pitch. Huh? <laughs> Crankcast.com. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted to ask me where <laughs> they can find us. I see. I'm yeah, a little slow that, tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's .com or .net. Crankcast oh, okay. Crankcast.com, Crankcast.net. Right. Crank, yeah. Crankcast is, is some of those entertaining comic talk about nothing you can find. And uh, John Suntress, if, you ha- if you're not listening to Word Balloon, uh, man. An idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out from under the rock, damn it. Um, Everything's fine. Everything's good. <laughs> Thank you. What's well, no. the oddest, Everything's oddest right. pitch for one show? Everything's I fine. thought ours was bad. <laughs> we it's all good. Uh, yeah, I, I, they're one-on-one conversations with creators like uh, the guys you just heard, like Norton, uh, who's done one, and we'll do oh another soon. And then, Chris, I'm happy to have you on. And then also, i got to get more Devil's Do guys on. In, in the meantime, I've had Bendis on. Uh, we just wrapped up the Bendis tapes. Those are really good. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I got Brubaker coming up as well. Okay. He might it might be on before you guys hear this one, depending on how fast me or Sal is. So, but also Ross Ritchie coming up, Mac, Matt Fraction, oh, awesome. and the great Brad Meltzer. So uh, there's a, there's a few Ooh. that are coming up and uh, plenty plenty freaking more. Uh, good stuff. Uh, thank you very much. When you get in Stan, <laughs> you know when I have a hundred thousand listeners, then yeah. I call Stan. <laughs> so, oh, Sal, Sal, you got anything? No. <laughs> I've had enough. You're just like sorry. I got go nothing. Home. I don't. Yeah, it's it's another show. It's fantastic, wonderful, yeah. magic. Right. Love it. Woo. No, right. thanks everybody for hey. being here. It was great. It was yeah, fun. Th- thanks for being here. Thanks everyone for listening. Everyone, send us uh, emails. Yes, uh, emails and the hotline. Send Please. us a uh, caller hotline. One eight 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 six five Gcast. Check uh, top of the stack. The first person to do a top of the stack call in. I'll send you. a picture of Tom Cater, something like that. Please. Autograph? Yeah, really. Um, Everyone, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Monday with another full-length episode. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in... And around comics. Comics! If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that, and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week. Where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same. Bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. <laughs>